0: Hi there it's Andy Lanning, welcome in you to 11 o'clock comics! That
1: <laughs> Death was for Jason, I'm assuming. The yeah, Amix site.
0: The horses are on the track. I listened to every beautiful minute of you. I'm sure you did. last week. Yeah. I did.
1: I <laughs> ok. You listened to all... It was close to six hours, wasn't it? It was. It was.
0: Because
2: uh, Caleb's a Chinese
0: kid. Caleb was great. He was. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he's a good friend. Zach. And man. I will say that that was the most impassioned, cogent sales pitch I've heard yet from Zach about his work.
2: Because you get Mario in the room with him, and he just... He's... They they really do work well together. They I do. I like when him I really do. Mm-hmm. If I can
1: only get Mario to stop eating the microphone. That would be He's, the best.
2: It was a little close.
1: Yeah, a little close.
2: I just I'm being generous, but yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mario.
2: Damn. Oh, man. Happy holidays, everybody.
0: He, he knows how we roll. Come on. Oh, man, I, I mean I know y'all didn't miss me, but I missed you guys. Oh motherfucker. Oh here we go. Yeah. Yep. Here we go. See. Yep. man. I heard well, Vince you get know- his digs in. Vince had to get the digs in. And then Dab would like under his breath, like dap him up on it, be like, yeah, yeah. That's true. right. Maybe, see I'm just, I'm, Maybe we'll I'm, see him next year.
2: I'm glad you're <laughs> here tonight <laughs> for the book of the month and your only December appearance. This is great. See? That's what I'm talking about. See? This
0: is bullshit. <laughs> Listen, it's not my fault you all decided to do two episodes a week I wasn't going to be here.
2: Oh, good Lord.
0: In no, his only pretty stateside pretty appearance. Fault. How about that? It's Jason. In
1: his
2: only stateside appearance is
1: great. Yep. Hey everybody. Hey, special guest. Hey man. I'm, I'm yes right All right. <laughs> Keep the guests coming. Hey everybody, it's eleven o'clock comics episode seven hundred and ten. And I'm Vince B.
2: Oh, you are Vince B. And Tony Fleece is off tonight. I am David A. Price. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in for Tony. Yes.
0: Surprise, surprise, back for my walkabout. Uh, I am everyone's favorite children's storybook writer, Miles Finch. Ah. You're not Miles
1: Finch. Not by a landslide You're Jason Wood back again We're all together for this The book of the month episode Yes It's it's, yeah. a, it's a book of the last month But close enough to the last month Where we can call yeah. it
0: book of yeah. that yeah. month We're cheating because of me And, and much love to you guys For ha- ha- uh, for handling things last week While I was uh, away For the Thanksgivings I uh, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving By the way we didn't really talk much about it. It was good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Just drink copious amounts of beers? Mm, no,
1: I chose not to. Oh, what what? Yeah. Um I'm, I'm in a period now where I would rather the wine. The the beer makes me feel too um I don't know, too much like I yeah. just went to Subway and ate three of them. You know, like the, oh, the I it's okay. just too fatty, too bloated, too. I don't need wow. it. I would much rather the grape. Right now, I'm sure that that'll change you know how, sure. how finicky i am
2: yeah
0: no that's true it's true um dab what about you i didn't i haven't literally heard anything about your
2: thanksgiving oh no it was it was uh it was, chill. It was just nice and quiet it was just the two of us um i i i didn't get to uh leave the kitchen until sometime sure. late in the afternoon early evening because i i i as soon as i woke up i had um i made home my Wonton wrappers earlier in the week because Renee wanted breakfast dumplings, sausage, egg, cheese. So I spent Thursday morning making the wontons and um, see what you did. uh, And 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 so that was in the morning and most of the morning. And then I was prepping the lasagna for uh, the afternoon. And and yeah, so I finally emerged from the kitchen, but it was it was a it was a nice, quiet, uneventful day.
0: I I loved how Vince, who is of the three of us, the only one that's legit Italian, I loved how affronted he was this week between you and, and Mario saying you love lasagna on Thanksgiving, <laughs> which Vince just couldn't. His brain could not process that. <laughs> it does but not in belong. My, and my churning him up by calling spaghetti sauce gravy, it yeah, just was great. It's crazy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know what? He could have cared less that I called it gravy. I don't give a- and I don't actually call it gravy. I grew up calling it sauce. Yeah. But he was definitely put on his heels when I said that Beth calls it gravy. Right. Because what she, to do.
1: She's so smart and so... <laughs> pretty and
2: <laughs> yeah
1: hey everybody if you want to get your books get them fast and delivered right to your door there's only one place to go and that's discount comic book service dcbservice.com the number one source for inexpensive comic books and trade paperbacks and hardcovers and everything else in the previews catalog unfortunately what with it being december the list of specials, early December, very early December, the list of specials have not been collated. But rest assured, the list, as we say, will be plentiful and the discounts very, very deep. Now, um, I am a massive hypocrite because um, for whatever reason, I said, well, if they don't do a bundle on uh the future state i'm out i'm not getting any of it. i'll just wait till i'll wait till the collected editions come out and screw that and i'm like well you know i really should get the singles of that legion because i like to lay riley rossmo's art flat because riley rossmo art in a trade paperback is wonderful but the gutters like i can't see it all yeah
0: i'm with you there that's a book i probably will get yeah. I probably will get that even though I'm not into the future
1: state. And, and then I said, well, if I'm going to get future state, I might as well get Swamp Thing. It's only two issues, right? How could you? But wait a minute. The Worlds of War Superman with Yanin, uh, that, uh, that artwork looks great. I got to get that. Okay. So by the time I was done, I ordered 13. Okay. Of the 23. I ordered everything that wasn't uh, uh, Gotham related.
2: No, you did get uh, Dark Detective, didn't you?
1: I did. Yes, that because of the artist, yeah, Mora. Yeah, yeah. If you're not yeah. going to buy into Mora, then you just there's something wrong with you. Right? I
2: am. Um, I, I think I'm getting eight, seven or eight, and um, I did. Um, I'm going to get Dark Detective from the um, from the shop just to read that when it comes out. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I mean, the the instigating book in all of it was Wonder Woman. Yeah. I said this Joel Jones thing is going to blow up because and then, and then the the single issue prices are going to be ridiculous. So as an investment, I'll get it's only two issues. I'll get the two issues and 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 sleep on them for for however long and then maybe I'll turn them around. But that just led to well, if I'm getting the Wonder Woman, I got to get the Superman and Wonder Woman because the same character's in it, and then I got to get the Justice League because she's in that too. And what? And Superman of Metropolis is Jonathan. Why am I not getting that? I got to get it. So then that led to Superman, Batman, and it just snowballed as you can see. Yeah. But they, they were all forty percent off, which was very very nice.
2: Your 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 uh, your compassion for the House of L. El- moved me to um to to say yeah i mean it's it's surprisingly there well not, not really not surprisingly there there are more bat related titles than there are Superman related right. titles but yeah. the the uh it, it's it's easy enough to just tack on the super and most of the batman books and i think green lantern they're all the four issue books so you get two a month but the everything else i asked for is pretty much just just the two issues that that's easy except for yeah. the green lantern three is issue two. mini. Well, I'm, I'm going to get my Green Lantern fix in the Justice League because that's where uh, Joe, Joe from uh, Far Sector is. So,
1: and Teen Lantern, too, is in the, the Green Lantern book. Yeah, no, I'm not getting the
2: actual Green Lantern book. I'm just oh. going to stick with Justice League.
1: But I, as I said on the Slack, uh, and I believe I even said it on the show, I haven't been this excited for a, a big two marketing scheme, let's be honest, in a, in a very, very long time. Well the, I'm happy for this you. is speaking my language
2: good and that 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 tends to i mean yeah we 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 were kind of we, we were behind civil war with the whole oh, who sided you on right? or, like, we had to be g s boards and shit like that and that, yeah. that was all fun, and then of course, both bulletins we were in it we were in one of the issues everything's cool um and, but then you know secret invasion subsequent events over at Marvel weren't really dark rain and and the Siege really wasn't feeling it the way I kind of did Civil War but but really and and you know a flashpoint I was I was interested in because of what it was what what led up to it right uh, it was just unfortunately i mean yeah all reading the first two issues of, of the new 52 books were that was fun as a, as a group effort for the four of us to sit down and 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 read them that was entertaining but um that quickly petered out for me but yeah there hasn't it when it comes to events like this or 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 actually making me want to spend the money because i'm looking forward to something so much dc has a better track record for me yeah definitely yeah
1: and and the nice thing about it is it's only two months yeah some of these things will probably spiral out into regular dc continuity hopefully but a big picture it's only two months and it's not 52 books either which was nice or it's 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 not unmanageable it's not unwieldy in in terms of cost so yeah shit i'm in but you said flashpoint everybody likes to make fun of flashpoint but you have to remind people that flashpoint gave us lois and clark and flashpoint gave us
2: superman back eventually ah ah, ah, not eventually no, no, no. no because flashpoint new 52 was 2011 when did convergence come out not till a few years ago we got because you, you had i mean we just got done with with, with twenty seven issues of of Bendis on Superman, but before that you had double shipping Tomasi. of the Tomasi superman stuff so that was that was a little over a year or so so you know flashpoint flashpoint led into new fifty two right right and then yeah. new fifty two after a few years after five or six years, then we got convergence. What does can yeah? But con- that's where that's where Lois and Clark. That that's when we got our that's when we got our Clark back.
1: I thought it was Flashpoint.
2: No, Flashpoint. Flashpoint, Flashpoint was, was the, the incident. Grand- no. Flashpoint gave Brie you the Morrison, Grant Morrison the rags, thing. Action Comics, and the Jurgens Perez Superman, and then with the, the whole trunkless Justice League. That oh, was, so I'm uh,
1: misremembering. So it's it's convergence. This thing we because, should be genuine yes. reflecting. Yeah,
2: and unfortunately, convergence also had the Chip kid covers. But you have they're not covers. But but you, I know the um your your the the Greg Pak and uh, Aaron Cooter run that you were talking about. Yeah, that, which is that came out of Flashpoint.
1: Right, Batman and Superman that's too. and that yeah okay great, and that's not our Superman, but he was right. a good he was a good a good honest stand-in, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. Didn't have the, the 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 trunks, but that's okay. Right. DCPService.com, Wow, all <laughs> but, the way around I the did, Mulberry Bush. on that, you're,
2: uh, but you're right though about the box being delivered to your door because I'm sitting <gasps> right next to mine. It was were they naked? Today. Were they naked? Uh, my wife answered the door. I don't know.
1: Mm, they could have <laughs> been naked. Did you hear that, giggles? The, yeah. Well, well, they was naked. <laughs> All right. So, in honor of Jason being back. Why, well, I'm uh,
0: so fucking excited.
1: I mean, it's. I'm very excited. <laughs> I, I, I'm drinking more of the Dark Horse Cabernet Sauvignon. Made I with, had
2: that in my hand yesterday. Yeah,
1: made with... 100% Mike Richardson's distilled tears. <laughs> I, I, I am losing not...
0: All the, losing all these licenses to Marvel? Yes.
1: Yeah. I'm not above
2: dragging a joke across episodes. I don't know. No, it's fine. It's true. Fine. Every episode's going to be someone's first. Yeah.
0: Oh, and by the way, just for the record, Vince was 1,000% right in that cockamamie debate y'all were having about the Conan statement. Like, <laughs> if it's Marvel's 50th year with Conan... Yeah. So- it exactly. has to be that they have published Conan comics for fifty years. So if it was like seventy years ago and they made that statement, you'd be like, <laughs> "Okay, yeah, they didn't have it for twenty years, right?" But the way they're saying it in print is
2: factually, it's an, it's a, it's it's fake news. It is Newsmax not seeing <laughs> That's how I. That's that. That's yes. They had they had Conan seventy years ago. That's what they're celebrating. I didn't see anything about. No, that. but they didn't. That's the
0: point. They had Conan fifty years ago. Nineteen seventy was the first one, right? 50 years ago is when the first Marvel Conan comic came out, 50 years chronologically. That's why it's wrong for what they're saying, because they haven't had it for 50 years. Right. 50 years ago, they had their first issue of Conan. Right. Like, that's not what they're saying, though. They're saying celebrating 50 years of Conan (laughs) comics at Marvel, which is not true.
1: Yeah, it's disingenuous. And uh, we all all forget that Conan, number one, was the book that instigated the Bronze Age. So it's
2: it's a very important book. Although I mean, Dark Horse, Dark Horse was you know reprinting the Marvel stuff, so Marvel's books were still in print for fifty years. But not from them. You're stretching that truth there, <laughs>
0: I know. Donald. I know.
2: I know. Yeah.
0: Specious. That's okay. Speaking of specious, uh, how is that Dark Horse wine? Is that like, is it really related to Dark Horse, or is it?
2: Like- it's oh. actually um, Joey N, our friend uh, on on the Twitters. He. Um, I believe this was this was like exclusive to Trader Joe's for like a long time. Okay. And then and then it finally was able to be But I mean um,
0: is it affiliated with Dark Horse the Publisher no, or no, it, no, 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 no.
2: Aside from the tears, no.
1: no it's got, just, it, got it, got and it. And you obviously checked the rating. Of the wine before, because you're all on the I slack going. Urgh. I haven't. I haven't,
2: I haven't. If it's okay. a nine dollar bottle of wine, you know Jay's is not drinking it. Yeah, anymore. no, it wasn't it's, nine. It was, I heard it was exclusive to Trader Joe's. I didn't
0: need to look it up. <laughs>
1: that's see, yeah. that's that snobbery. That's not attractive, right. dude. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I mean, you have many, many attractive qualities. The snobbery is not one of them.
0: If I was perfect, it wouldn't be. It, it's it wouldn't true. Be the point. Yeah, right? I, I get it. I get it. We love we love those we love for their flaws the, mm-hmm. not
2: for their that's true,
0: but i am uh, drinking I had a delicious beer before we recorded a little pregame, uh, but I only had one bottle of it, so it's come and gone, but uh I am now drinking allagash black, which is a Belgian style stout wow you're you you're very deep into the beer, yeah, this taver I'm like all about the yeah i'm really i'm trying to like. Uh, and it's hit or miss, like I'm trying to figure out the beers that I very much like so that when I'm out of places, if we ever go back to cons, mm. that I'll know which beers I want to be hyped about and try. And I'm also trying to figure out the beers that I just don't like. Because as you know, I said a long, for a long time I didn't like IPAs, but I've clearly gotten over that to the point now where I so much enjoy the taste and in the, in the full-bodied flavor of IPAs that I'm finding it. Troublesome to drink a lager or a pilsner. Nice, which very weak to me. I'll grow and I, I mean, those were my beers of choice for my whole life. So it's 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 a real transformation. But but also I'm 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 ordering lots of other kinds of things too, and it's hit or miss. Like I had one the other night that I thought was going to be phenomenal, and um, it was it was called black Light and it was a a black lager. So I'm like, okay, well I like the England lager, you know. I mean, it's probably a dark lager. It's going to be dope, and it was horrendous. And that was a Taver one. Like, it was highly rated. So I think if you like that kind of beer, you probably love it. I mean, it was like a 4-3 or something on, on, on uh, tapped. But, but I thought it was just I, – I didn't – I took three sips and poured it out. So, you know, wow. it's a learning process. Yeah. That prediction. He's going to be cursing the, the,
1: the Tavert or whatever the hell it is next convention he's going to be like man i've been drinking all them beers i put on 30 pounds motherfucker my peloton broke broke down i can't use it so
2: wherever we're staying next year's got to have a peloton in the gym and an, and, and, an no, and an
1: access ramp because he's going to be like 300 pounds by the next dimension. <laughs> there's
2: no way there's no way the wife's going to let that happen. I was going to, i was just going to say you know she wouldn't have that.
0: No
1: nah, but she's like a hood ornament uh, even now.
0: She, she allows she's so petite some, she, allows, she allows some extra cushion but she doesn't right. she doesn't she, yeah. she doesn't she doesn't be embarrassed of, like being out with me so fun. right
2: mm. um i'll stop i had uh um like jason i i did a pregame as well um i kind of drank more than i ate today the um i had a a uh a doggy style from <laughs> uh, so as a pale ale um Smacking it on uh, the ass. And uh and then I had something to drink. So then we had I'm I'm I have from Black Button Distilling four grains straight bourbon whiskey distilled <sighs> from New York State corn, wheat, rye, and malted barley. Um I'm not real big on the corn in the um <laughs> in in my whiskey. Uh you may find your corn elsewhere, but the um it's, it's, it's not bad. It's just not something I'm probably going to go to. But that's, that's for after, because right now what I'm going to have is, this for Vince. Yep. Uh, Trogues, Troganator. Double okay, box. Sure. Beat. Yeah.
1: Now, see, when you put that on the slack, I know you yeah. don't like real hoppy IPAs. Yeah.
2: Troganator is very hoppy. And I almost downed the first bottle. Relatively quickly, I gave my wife some. I, I want her to try it. She likes it. All right. Uh, so I'll be getting it again. Yeah. When I saw well, the... all up on the hops now, Vince, you've, you've converted us. I, hey,
1: I, I will take all the credit
2: for that. Yeah, I mean, I think because because I know what I when I did a quick scan on on double Bach or, or Bach in general. It, it yes, there's because it does say on the side it, it's a bronze color, but it, the hops are Magnum. German Northern Brewer and um it's an eight point two alcohol by volume. It what I was reading about it didn't seem like it was going to be as, as hoppy as some of the other IPAs I've I've tried recently. It's and, good stuff, right? I'm happy yes, it, it is really good stuff. I, I will be getting it again, no doubt.
1: And you can it goes very well with headlapper. Mmm. Yes get my dice i got mine there we go about damn time andrew can now <laughs> sleep sure. with his windows open again because my t-shirt my my headlopper dice came and uh he can rest easy
2: that's great yeah that's nice looking t-shirt how, how was t- the product yeah oh
1: the, was- the, the t-shirt's beautiful very very heavy amount of ink um it, it's on a uh what is it ziljan or whatever not ziljan uh the 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 t-shirts that everybody uses the you know the, the very uh thick weave t-shirts it, it's good product very good product plus the dice uh the, the box is really nicely printed the yeah. the bag is beautiful the dice are great yeah he did a uh andrew did wonderful things with this kickstarter so you know props to him it just took a little while to get it but we got it yeah all right speaking of getting it we hope you get it because this is the book of the month episode um, there were eleven, from which our Slack or not Slack, uh, for which our Patreon people chose, and the winner. Uh, Dap, you want to run down the list, or do should we just barrel through?
2: Um, we could if um, if if
1: Patreon decides to load. It takes forever. I know, right? Uh, but some of the things this time around was uh, were um, uh, concrete. The first concrete was in there. Uh, it was a real stiff competition, but uh, the <laughs> the patron. Well, huh. We we um,
2: yeah. And and while while this slows, because we'll, we'll we'll give them the list. Um, do we? I did did you hear? I want well, to know Jason listened to the episode. So, how are you leaning towards determining? Are we going to do a list for December, or should we just? Because December is is a pretty busy month for everybody. Should we just say what the book is going to be and not worry about a poll?
1: Nah, we let's just do hydrology, right? That's the fir, the bat the Batwoman. Uh, That's
2: the Batwoman book. Yeah, let's okay. just do
1: that because it's freaking impeccable. Um, it's a
0: it's Did a If beaut- we get the JH back on the show, yeah, it's a beautiful yes. piece
1: of work, and we can have JH on the show with us. There you go. Uh,
2: so the your, no promises your, there
0: though. I mean, cause
1: we right. Oh, we're gonna hold you
2: to it. You're gonna get. it. <laughs> So your 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 choices for November, uh, or, or the patrons' choices for November, uh, included Animal Farm, the aforementioned Batwoman Hydrology, Concrete, Volume 1, Depths, The Cross-Eyed Mutt, Flaming Carrot Omnibus, Lennon, The New York Years, Mistree, Volume 1, One Mean Mother, Space Battle Lunchtime, Volume 1, Lights, Camera, Snaction, Stray Bullets, Sunshine and Roses, Volume 1, Kretschmeyer. And tumor, a medical noir, the winner with thirty-one percent of the votes. Uh, it, it was close for most of the month. Uh, is, which we will be discussing now, Booster Gold, the big fall, collecting the first twelve issues from the mid-eighties. Dan Jurgens created comic book titled Booster Gold.
1: Waiting for Jason to do what Jason usually does.
0: Oh, well, okay. Well, we uh, know his answer. Yeah. yeah. No, well, uh, Well. okay. So you might be wrong, but nevertheless. Um, yeah, well, this book came out in 86. So um, you are correct. I did not read this as it was coming out because I wasn't reading DC. So I'm, you're correct there, smartass. I understand. But, um what about you two? I always, see. It's like I figure I do this every episode, but I, every time I do this, but I always figure like the answer is always Vince read it off the shelves. I didn't, and David's the wild card. It's never, it's never clear. But um, what about you two? Did you read this off the shelves? And if not, when did you first read it? Go ahead, Vince. I actually
1: did not read this off the shelves. As no, I didn't. My uh, initial exposure to Booster Gold was in the pages of the Justice League.
2: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: That
2: makes sense. Because um, it was burn that kind of got you over to DC anyway. And right. After the fact. Right. So, right.
1: Yeah. And and so I was like, the "Fuck is this Booster Gold?" This this you know. <laughs> but the the thing that um attracted me to Booster was the Legion, uh, hook. Ah. Right. Uh-huh. So then I went I went back and um oh. read some of it. I didn't read all of it. Uh not I certainly didn't read the first 12 issues. But um I like Booster. Um I, I the character of Booster Gold appeals to me in the Justice League when he's with Blue Beetle. Sure. And the Jurgen series that was um what was it? Uh 2000 and, and uh, it was the one where they tied it into the the crises that was currently happening at dc yeah. uh what was it 2007 i think it, it ran for a good chunk of issues like like 49 50 issues that booster i love but this booster was it i mean i we will get into it but every issue i'm reading it right i'm going through it and i'm thinking that son of a bitch hates Eric O'Grady, and this booster is the same goddamn character.
0: That's interesting.
1: He is.
0: He. we'll, we'll get into. we we'll right. He, he, yeah. he yeah. so is. Yeah. Before DAP goes, I will mention because because I didn't. Yes, I said I didn't read this off the shelves. This is the first time I've read this series. But but um, it's weird because, like, as much as this was this this series was his first appearance and all that, like nothing. I read, in this was all that surprising because I feel like his history and background were well worn for me because um, my first exposure to him was in '52, right. the miniseries. Yeah, but he was such a central part of that that. And now I knew he existed because you know you go to the comic shop all those years. I mean, I you know I I, I knew of him, but I didn't really. But '52, he was so front and center, and then also um, on the cartoon side, he was a, a big part of the of the Dini cartoon you know yeah. and, and I I really enjoyed that cartoon a lot so I feel like I very much knew the character going into this and that, you know we'll get into whether or not I agree with Vince on uh whether the original version was the same was was materially different from the more modern version
1: yeah um, blue and gold is magic man blue and blue blue yeah. and gold is 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 martin and lewis uh, and and Simon and Garfunkel and every other uh, great duo uh, ever. Uh, there's something about the pairing of Booster Gold and Blue Beetle that just <clears throat> it makes my heart explode with with joy and love.
2: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: And what about you, Deb?
2: I bought every issue off the stands up until a point, but yes, I was there for the first. I was there for the issues in this book. Uh, absolutely um
0: and was that was, because you were reading most dc at the time or was it because of dan jurgens or what made you-
2: that i mean i it it made me a dan jurgens fan uh and why i was happy to see him on on superman a little later um and this no it it was it's kind of like the reason why I bought power pack off the day, I, I was there for the first issue. So I'm like, mm-hmm. this is, this is new. This is, you know, th- th- this is, this is mine. I mean, this was, this was a couple of years after DC was doing the number ones with things like blue beetle, blue devil. Um, so good. Re-launching, relaunching firestorm. So they had, they, there was, there was just um, things like, you know, Batman and the outsiders. Yeah. So I was reading a lot of DC at the time uh this was just i remember seeing the house ads which in in the hardcover they they uh they produced some of the house ads they the jurgens gives you his uh his pitch for the character there were some slight changes to what was actually published in, in in the final product um his forward he explains you know how he came up with the idea of the character and what the character was going to be um later on in the book we're 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 told what um there were some slight changes to Booster's origin. Uh, the original story that um that, that that Jergens had written had to be changed because as we mentioned with with Byrne and Superman, Byrne changed Superman and therefore Jergens had to pivot and make some changes. Unfortunately, some of those pages were already drawn, uh, but they were easy enough to fix, uh, which we'll discuss when um mm-hmm. when we get to those issues in here. But yeah, no, this was this was something that um there's a sentimental attachment to this yeah i mean booster gold is not exactly my favorite dc character but it's it there's a connection there where i i was there when he started and um and i'm i'm happy to see him continue and and to see um to see him show up in things like justice league unlimited and and uh and and to be such a part of the bohaha era because because of his friendship because of the teaming with blue beetle and i, I i'm a big ted Qu- I, i'm a bigger ted cord fan than i am oh a john yeah. Car- a michael carter fan yeah but yeah. The two of them together they they it, it's it, i mean it's not exactly like spider-man and daredevil teaming up together but it is it, it, it you it, mean they're they're no they're they're just they're they're team-ups that make sense and yeah and don't you mean spidey and the torch yeah i mean as far as a as a relationship yeah, because they're they're more they're they're more peers than i think than than spidey and daredevil are because obviously that that's more of a daredevil's much more mature yeah there's no heart in the spidey daredevil team up i don't think the heart but but i think i i I view that when i I view when i see them together i view that as as a logical team up i don't yeah it makes the street yeah it makes they're not yeah they're they're not they're not hard traveling heroes but i definitely see (laughs) them working well together but yeah as far as as two characters that click yeah, Spidey and Torch, no doubt.
1: Yeah, but um before we go into this, I I you know, my I I have professed my love for Juergens a lot of times over the over the 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 span of this show. Uh but I, I will be totally honest with you. I think Juergens' ambition with these 12 issues far outstrips his ability. I think this is a fledgling Dan Jurgens. This is a man who's still learning the ropes, learning what what clicks and what doesn't, um, uh, altering his his approach uh, from you know his his in light of his mistakes and and making the the highs even better. Uh, this is not the Superman Dan Jurgens. No. is this is the the layouts are awesome, but there's there's some there's some issues with uh the pacing of this thing it's it's like a it's as dense as a neutron star in some uh instances like the narrative just gets chunked and you it'll take like 15 20 minutes to read an issue We're just based on the dialogue like there's so much being said and there's so much going on and there's uh I, it wasn't a a painful experience but it, this is the the warm up lap in
0: uh comparison to
1: Jurgens.
2: sure we, superman we all start somewhere oh it, no
1: it, i i know
0: it, yeah it is fascinating that we all came up in roughly the same period of time with comics and a lot of our listenership is of that era and and i think a lot of us view that late 70s into mid 80s as the the you know the arguably the the, the best era of comics and yet i gotta say I don't know if – your mileage may vary, but I have found that for me, if I go back and reread something that I already read and loved back then, I can still love it because of the nostalgia. But when I dive in to something for the first time from that era, it is often hard for me to love it. I can appreciate it and take away things that I think are neat because of the expository dialogue. Because right. when I was a kid reading this stuff, I didn't notice the expository dialogue. Sure, I probably was just staring at the pages and and skimming the words, and maybe or maybe I was reading them, but it just was so engrossing and so new at the time, it didn't matter. But now, for and I don't want this turn into a debate of our comics better today than then because again, being our age, it's hard to make that argument just from what it meant to us, but. But I just find this whole era was just exposition, right? They had to explain to you what happened before. They had to explain to you what was happening on the page instead of just letting you see it. And so I think while I'm not going to – again, I don't want to say comics today are better than comics then. I think one thing that is in general better today than was then is at some point there was a realization probably after the, the whole 90s artist explosion. Hey, let's let these really talented artists tell the story and what's kind of maddening, especially as we talk about it with this book, is that like the artist and the writer were the same person. So like he was hurting himself. Like, dude, just you're telling the story. Just like have confidence in your line that yeah. you're telling the story. You don't need yeah. To, you don't need to then explain it. Like it's the same person, right? Like that's the puzzling thing.
1: Right, and you can also see the influence of uh, George Perez on this book <laughs> because oh, sure, I yeah. mean, once you get to the director. And the, mm. the it, there's just machinery out the wazoo right. and, and very complex, um, unstreamlined characters. Uh, this is amazing. But I mean, I don't, I don't hate this book. I don't. I just, um, and, and I like a lot of exposition up to a certain point. I'm very thankful for it because it, it, if you can capture my attention and pull me into the world and detail it to the point where these characters are obviously, um, speaking at length about this world, it just makes it more vivid to me. But yeah, there is a tipping point where it's just like, oh there's just too much. Uh like 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 the uh the Fantastic Four uh with Claremont and Jim Lee. Like there was just too much dialogue in that book.
0: Right? I mean real talk. The Claremont X Men it's 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 wordy as fuck. Like yeah. it it because, I mean <laughs> I can reread those anytime all the time and love them because of what they meant to me at the time and especially how much I came to love the characters in general but but I I, I would imagine like if I handed that first Omnibu to one of my kids to try and turn them onto the X-Men they'd be bored as fuck
1: they'd yeah. be like what
0: you know yeah I think I
1: just think the Claremont Lee Fantastic 4 was the wrong approach because when you got a guy that's uh virtuoso like jim lee you don't want to cover up the artwork with all those dialogue balloons like it just doesn't make sense sure But, but then again speaking of exposition uh the the let's let the artists take over and um not to you know to to kick a sacred cow but bendis's approach to comics is what led me away from marvel with the the opening up of the narrative to to three panels per page and and not a whole lot of dialogue and just moments where there's really nothing going on that kind of pushed me away like I would much rather read this than
0: than 2000s marvel in a second okay, okay. yeah i mean i i definitely don't co-sign that with that but i respect your view cool so um Let's let's
1: just examine the character of Booster Gold because th- w- when Dapp says that it, he's not Eric O'Grady in this instance, I think he very <laughs> much is.
0: I, I also just want to quickly point out, like I didn't realize until I sat down to read this this month after it won that this was the first appearance. Like I did not, I did not know that, which is pretty neat actually. And it, w- w- having read these twelve issues, is doesn't it boggle your
1: mind how long it took Jurgens to reveal the origin? If you don't get to know the details until issue six, which is which, I like which that though. He I intended that to. A lot. I mean,
2: that, that was that, that was always the that was always his his um, th- that was that was exactly as intended. He he didn't want to do the first issue with, uh, with with you knowing who this character is. He wanted you to see the hero first and and have him in the thick of things. You see him in action and then. When you find out just the type of person Michael Carter is, um, that's when you realize that you know. Well, even your comic book characters are flawed. So um, I, I did like, like Jason. I, I appreciate. It. I, I like that uh, that we don't get because yeah. I mean this was the '80s. I was all about origins. I was like, oh, this is because I remember the price guides. Oh, here's the origin of this character, and right. it's like that. That was that, that's that's big doings, and we didn't get that. Here's a brand new first time appearance of a character and here he is you meet him in in an average day of his life and then not for half a year you're going to finally realize that you know this is how he came to be yeah dc was far more willing to
1: launch a new series featuring an untried untested hero marvel not so much if they appeared in the in the pages of Spider Man or, or Daredevil or something or Fantastic Four, Marvel would they, yeah maybe let's see how the, the readers like it and if they do we'll, we'll give them a book. But how about DC Blue Devil? What? Nobody had any idea what the hell that was. <laughs> yeah, it, Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like even even uh, Blue uh, Blue Beetle, right? Uh-huh. And then you, you had uh, you can go down the laundry list of of uh characters that had series at dc before they even were anywhere like they just just popped up and marvel uh, and not so much which that's why i think i i uh even once i got the dc bitten by the dc bug i learned that you can see what uh each company is more inclined to
0: do and it was uh, dc takes risks they've always taken risks I assume you're talking about that period of time, right? Cuz Marvel certainly had periods of time where they've done that.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I'm talking yeah. uh baby steps initial um bursts of the direct market, right? Mm-hmm, where yeah. where, you know, DC Watchmen and and Ronin, right? Marvel's like, "Oh, look at this. You can <laughs> you can have series that aren't like ongoing. This is amazing. Um you can have them that they aren't 32 pages and and stapled. You can do a prestige book. This is cool. Wow, look at these guys. Dark Knight Returns blew everybody away. You'd never see a Dark Knight Returns at at Marvel. It just wouldn't happen. They, they didn't ex- uh, experiment, but they did with Epic, right? So I'm not saying that Marvel was completely devoid of experimentation. Right. That's not
2: true. I mean, we had the Marvel graphic novel line, but still, yeah. that, was, yeah. that was usually established characters, stories that, you know, didn't fit in Marvel fanfare or something like that.
1: Right, and even with the, the Marvel graphic novels, um, yeah, okay, Marvel published two m- magazines with Kiss, but that they tried, they tested the waters in Howard the Duck, first they just didn't go willy-nilly and and publish a a a magazine with kisses blood like straight out of the gate you know they tried it in in howard the duck that's that was stand for you he was he he liked to try things but only to a certain extent you know where he didn't want to lose money and you can't you can't blame him but
0: i mean yeah like i'm not i really am not disagreeing with what you're saying just in terms of but i wonder if part of it is kind of framed by the What stuck, meaning that the stuff that DC was trying stuck, like Booster Gold, right? I mean, because like 86, I mean, we've talked about this before, but 86 was arguably the best year ever in comics, right? Yes, yeah. Dark Knight Returns, DC. Watchmen, DC. Mouse, not, you know, neither, but but massively important. Um, You had all kinds of indie comics, because like Turtles was successful, what, two years before, so like you had the debut of like all the we and we've had we've done whole episodes on these smaller publishers but i think dark horse debuted in 80 in 86 if i'm not mistaken malibu was 86 um you know uh, you just talked about it a month or two ago but like burns man of steel was 86 marvel had born again hugely important but probably in the pantheon of frank miller work dkr yeah. probably more significant at least into 2020 than born again right I mean, yes. today. yeah, but yeah. On, only because I mean, I'm, not, of... I'm not. I love I'll listen. I love Born and I ref for it hard, right? So I'm not, but I'm saying uh, Marvel had mutant massacre, which again we all remember. But if I'm taking the like most significant, either yeah. commercially successful or critically successful runs in 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 X history, that's that's it's one we remember. But I don't know that that's
2: right. I mean, it's Vander's going to ride or die that, but it's not necessarily something that you know the the somebody who hasn't been reading comics for as long or even wants to know the more important things that happened in comics. Mutant Massacre was a big deal, especially at the time when, when you were in the middle of it, it was, I was going to say it was great, but I mean, it, it was fun reading those. Yeah. Uh, Cause you've, you know, be I mean, a daredevil crossing over into it. And so it was, it was fun yeah. to read, but, but like,
0: but, but, and then just the, but the last, the, the last asterisk to this, which is my saying like, maybe it's because of what we, re, we remember is sticking. Um, The same month that that, uh, like, Blue Devil gets canceled, the same month that Blue Devil gets canceled, uh, we get uh, we get the launch of the New Universe. And yeah, I mean, we make fun of the New Universe now, but that was a I mean to to the point you were getting at. It's like in '86, like Marvel was trying something new there, entirely different universe, all brand new characters, characters that had pretty different power sets than what we were used to seeing. Right? I mean, and, and again, many of them were kind of silly or didn't stick, but but and I was hella into the universe because of it. Like I loved the idea of a whole new universe of of of, of no pun intended of of characters. So like they tried. It just I don't think it was well as well executed. So
1: well, new universe was the first fart that led to the Valiant. Right. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. just the 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 birth pangs of the the Valiant universe. It's the same approach. Yeah. Uh, right. But uh, yeah, I I just I like to, like to give the nod to DC. Uh, when you when you look at their publishing history, you got plop. <laughs> what what? But then someone uh, from in the back seats will go like, "Well, yeah, but what about Marvel with not brand eh? or or you know spoof? Marvel did that stuff? Yeah, they did. Or crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, you 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 say crazy, and you just shot that beautiful arrow right into my heart, Cupid. That, that, that,
2: that's so yeah, yeah. great.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and we don't want to get too far field because it's book of the month. But but I think we can agree. I mean, they they've both had their eras, right? Like sure, it's kind of cyclical. Where I would say, certainly, I'd give the the early eighties to DC. Yeah. If, in as much as if you're going to make it a contest, right? I mean, it's true.
1: It's true. Someone should take a real critical eye. Uh, to marvel and dc and just lay it all out and, and let's look at the periods of experimentation and the 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 more commercial periods uh i, I would I think, love to do yeah
2: that. i mean I, th- when it comes to when it comes to the experimenting i mean you had i definitely think that in the 70s you have to give it to Marvel because definitely. you had—I yeah, mean, you had course. things like Doctor Strange, and and you had things like like War and Iron Man and, and, and Shang Chi, and but but when you Savage have dudes like you know, all, you know, I mean, Jim but, Jim Starlin and everybody like you know, getting high before they go writing shit—that's yeah. you're, you're opening up a whole world. Whereas sure. you know, DC is definitely a lot more was a lot more stiff. In the seventies, I mean, and Marvel, you
0: know, if, Marvel kicked ass. I mean, Marvel, you know, they embraced the the licensed comic idea to to absolute wild success between GI Joe and Transformers and yeah. ROM and but Children maybe, Warriors and right. I mean, yeah, you're it, also it, forgetting
1: uh, since we're talking the seventies, Marvel also took the biggest risk by embracing the underground with yeah. with with comics
0: book. Like that yeah. is an unparalleled. Yeah, right. they risked. Like, to your point, they made the risk in that. I mean, massive that was a, a risk. commercial success, but no. it was a very bold, yeah, bold move. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely bold. Yeah, Stan mm-hmm.
1: probably didn't really have uh, 100% uh, conception
0: of what he was yeah. allowing to happen. Yeah, and and then, right? I mean, again, we like we could go back and forth. I mean, you got to give Marvel credit for like the New Mutants graphic novel and mm-hmm. and and, and the graphic novel. You know, their their graphic novel series, right? Like they 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 arguably put the idea of graphic novels into the direct market as a as a as a viable sustainable yeah well part of the, like just you, you go back and forth i mean right yeah, you they, could but dc yeah. approached
1: the graphic novel in a traditional sense let's get a novel and transfer it or adapt yeah. it to sequential yeah. yeah. that was yeah. dc's yeah. They took it ad- literal yeah. yeah they took it very literally no. Well, marvel was just like fuck it let's just put out okay. fucking
2: x-men okay. Jim Starlin wants to write about his dad dying. Yeah, South Captain Marvel yeah. picked the bucket, and and
0: yeah, it's... and this, prob- this talk probably sounds funny to our younger yeah. listeners because, um, from a purely commercial standpoint, as we know, the entire time we've done this podcast, Marvel has been more successful commercially. Yeah. I, I'm, again, I'm making no, I'm not at all. You guys know I'm pretty down on Marvel these days. I'm not saying critically. I'm just saying, but. But it's kind of been game over for the last 15 years since the whole Pamiati Casada, which then begot everything else. I mean, they kind of took they, – they, they both were down because of the, the 90s bust and the artist revolution. Yeah. And I know most people remember – it's funny. Most people remember Marvel as getting hurt because all the top artists that left for Image were Marvel artists. But both Marvel and DC got walloped during that period of time. And then Marvel really was the first of the two to pull itself back out. Financially, and then never really, never really faltered. You know, at least until maybe you can argue. Maybe it's a little closer to the battle right now. But, 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 but yeah. So it, it yeah, it's all cyclical. But I would agree. I mean, I think, I think in terms of of this period of time when, when Booster came out, uh, DC was certainly doing more interesting things in the aggregate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. There you go. <sighs> that
0: was for you. Yeah, my man. So yeah, so DAP. I mean, take it away. What do you what mean? What? I. So we. Um, I, By the we, way, have we, we seen Blackguard since this? I'm wondering if has there
2: Blackguard or reappeared? Uh, I don't. Um, I don't think so. I, I'm okay. surprised somebody hasn't. Uh, I would uh, think I was, they
0: would have had to have dusted him off for a, an issue or two here and there just to maintain the, uh,
2: the I, rights, right? I wonder if Bendis was going to try to put him in Leviathan or something. <laughs> the uh, um, I we we're. we're as we said, this is the introduction to to Booster Gold, the character um, that you may all know and love today. Uh, but here in, in the mid 80s, he's um, he's basically just trying to he's, he's definitely a product of his time. Um, and he is all about the celebrity. He, he's just he, he has his own agent. Um, it's everything is about <laughs> making sure that that he's successful. Uh, that he, he looks the part, uh, as a, um, as, as a, a, a blonde haired statuesque, uh, hero that everybody can look up to. He wants to be a role model. Uh, wants to be adored by all, uh, women want to love him and want to be him. That, that's what he's trying to, uh, to get across. He is. And I'm not gonna say a backwards way, but he does want to be a hero. He's always wanted to. Um, not gonna say he's always wanted to. He comes to the realization, uh, and and he comes to this to this series, uh, wanting to be wanting to be a hero, wanting to 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 right wrongs and fight for justice. Um, unfortunately, Heine goes about it in a way that um, isn't necessarily on the up and up. And this is where I disagree with you, Vince, about the Eric O'Grady connection, because Eric O'Grady, from start to finish, was always a piece of shit. Uh Mm-mm not true no not true no no he steals he steals the costume he peeps on captain marvel miss marvel while she's in the shower i would and nothing nothing about him ever he he may have stumbled onto you know making sure the world didn't blow up but he never was in it for anything other than himself booster at least yeah he's 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 in it for himself he's a selfish person but he still wants, like, he helps, he's helping people left and right. He's making sure, you know, I mean, oh, I don't want my, my, my office to get destroyed. My pool's going to be, I mean, Robin Leach reference of all things. But, you know, my pool's going to be, you know, on, on. I'm getting a spotlight on my pool. I don't want that ruined, but I also have to make sure these people aren't burning in this building. I need to make sure that, you know, nobody's going to die on my watch. And and whether that, that's for fame and fortune for later on, because you can brag about it, because, you know, oh, I... I beat up more bad guys in a day than you know, Superman did in a week. You know, he—I'm sure he wants bragging rights, but he is still doing things to to help the community. I never ever got that sense in the 12 issues of Irredeemable Man. Booster steals the suit. Yes, he does. He
1: steals the Legion ring. He yes, he s- does. He steals Rip Hunter's time machine.
2: Yes, he, he does. He goes back.
1: A thousand? What?
2: Uh, not quite. Whatever. He, he goes back. Was after, but yeah.
1: Yeah, he goes back a goes bunch back of hundreds of years. Hundreds of yep. years to the past. He yep. is the epitome of an insider trader. He yes. knows. He knows. He yes. knows yep. very, very crucial, valuable information, and he exploits that fact. Yes. Yep. He tries to be a hero, but you're just like oh, I don't think. Uh, uh, oh, great! He's, he's, he's not still trying.
2: Was, he's oh, not trying to be a hero. But he. The he's, reason he's, why he's.
1: No, he's not. The reason why he stole the suit in the first place was because he, he pulled a, a Pete Rose and got caught yep. betting on his own game. Yes. And yes. he was ostracized from, from the football uh, yep. arena. <laughs> and then so he, he became a, a, a night watchman down on his yep. luck. Oh, wait, I'll steal this. Go into the past where I can be a hero. They won't know me. That's the crucial part. They won't know me. It's the same I- as, as, as O'Grady. He stole the suit. You can't tell me that O'Grady didn't do heroic things in that 12 issues he did reluctantly again, maybe may
2: have, right, oh, oh relu- that but that's that, that's a big difference if he's but again when you do something over if he trips dr doom and and dr doom doesn't get to blow up the baxter building that's that that, that he didn't he didn't plan that that wasn't something that oh i have this plan but he no well, no no he no you're, dr. Doom. he
1: put himself in the suit right yes to 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 for personal gain, right, but yes. he could have removed himself from certain situations right during the series, but he chose not to, why, because part of him wants to be wants to do the right thing yeah he's not I wouldn't let him watch my kids, and
2: thank you, but you, but you got it lazy you, he's not no, he's not at least listen if if you if he takes the suit off. Is Eric O'Grady someone you want to emulate?
1: I don't... There's not a whole lot of heroes that take the suit off that I would want to emulate. I wouldn't want to emulate Tony Stark. Right? Well, I'd because no, I,
2: end up banging Mary Jane. But the the thing is... And, so, and so you wow. have, first
0: of all, that's hurtful on so many levels. <laughs> no, it's very
2: true. It's very true.
0: I would love to be Tony Stark. I wouldn't want to get the dick
2: and ride. You already are
0: Tony Stark, just and, and, minus and the armor. And... and, and, yeah. and Tapping Mary Jane is it would be would be second only yeah, to my the, lovely wife. It's,
2: it's, it's the Kirsten so, Dunst, Mary Jane. But you have, it is you not pro-
0: the, it's not, <laughs> it's not
2: not dude. The
0: beautifully drawn and rendered, Mary Jane of the current six one six. Okay, eat. even
2: even Superman ass skates. is Mary Jane even did he, the
1: Great Lakes Avengers, but whatever. She,
2: she, is is Booster <sighs> supposed to be here? Is he a hero? Is he messing anything up? Even oh, no, Legion I is no,
1: like- I give him props. He's trying. He's really trying. But th- uh, there's black and there's white. He's a liar. He's a thief. He he
2: um he's a criminal. So so then so so nobody can change. I'm not You're saying radical. that. No no no. I'm not okay, saying that at all.
0: Let's remember that. What two three weeks ago we talked about the Kyle Baker Plastic Man and he. He's oh, a, sure. He's a yeah. mobster, and he was a mob boss, like a murderer who yeah. found redemption. And
1: in some of the Grant Morrison, JLA stuff, Plastic Man's crucial to the
0: success of those missions. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying, so, but you didn't take issue with...
1: Um, I don't take issue with somebody trying to better themselves at all, but I'm just saying... No, I mean, Dapp, Dapp
2: didn't have an issue with Eel O'Brien. Like, uh, he seemingly does No, have no, that. no, no, no. And yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. And, and I don't... but But for the... There was... Even after reading those issues I still there isn't anything I mean yeah I'm not I'm not the biggest Kyle Rayner fan but I understand that you know he's not something he, he's obviously important and he is a hero and he's on the side of the angels booster yes in order to whether you want to say he made him to make himself feel better or to real you know listen that this is this is the life he's destined to live if he's not going to live it on the football field if he's not going to have fame and fortune in his own time because and and again he realizes he screwed that up so he's trying to he's trying to fix it he's trying to right a wrong and yeah it's it's again it's not the right way to do it It, it, he, he was it was a dead end where he was in his in his own time in his present time in our future it was a dead end. He wasn't going to. He was going to school. He was trying to do things, but but there was no way. He was always going to be that washed up star. He was, mm-hmm. he was just going to be. He was going to end up on the surreal life more than anything else. He wasn't going to do anything of importance. And he knows. He feels that there is something he can make his mark. He can do better for the world than just being a security guard, a night right. watch. So, I,
0: if I may, I mean, I think that that just because obviously Vince challenged you to uh, to this defense <laughs> of 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 your distaste for Eric O'Grady versus your affinity for. No, let's look at I the think. language. He called Eric O'Grady a piece of shit. Well, oh, no, see, but, the
1: language is very important.
0: Sure. No, you're right. But all i what I just wanted to interject that that I didn't give it as much thought as either you did in comparing the two until Vince brought it up. But I will say that I. Didn't dislike Eric O'Grady in the way that Dap did, but I do think if you're, as I'm sitting here hearing you guys discuss this, I, and I'm not sure whether it was the way it was written, I, but I certainly view Erica O'Grady as a much more morally bereft, unlikable person. Oh, sure. Than yeah. than I do Booster. Like I, I found even with this, you know, in, in in all the iterations I've seen him in the '52, the cartoons, and and in this now, I, I find him likable. I mean, he's a flawed dude. Who makes bad decisions sometimes, and certainly in his past had, but I find him likable. Like I'm, I, I found myself rooting for him to successfully come out the other side of this attempt to become a hero. Whereas with Eric Grady, I, I think he was written. You were meant to, you were meant to dislike him. You were meant to think. Oh, he was absolutely, yeah. More and like
1: and him. he puts himself in in heroic situations.
0: Hmm.
1: No, he, the Secret Avengers. Yes, he was in the Secret Avengers, but only to tap some superhero ass. Of course, right. I mean, so, but there. Uh, what I'm getting is uh, now I, I can't begin to to guess what was the in the in the, the writer's mind when they did this. But is he doing it solely to get some some super heroine tale, or is there part of him that's saying, all right, maybe if if I help people as a byproduct of <laughs> me getting some, then
2: okay, you know maybe I'm not such a pay? scumbag.
1: Oh, I'm just saying but the the fact remains he was in the secret Avengers, right, helping out in 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 certain situations he 's not a total he 's not as morally uh, upstanding as booster becomes he 's not he 's really not i I will totally agree with you on that and and if I had the ability to shrink down real small and watch Susie taking a shower, not in the Baxter building because I would never get in but somewhere you know she whatever at the YMCA she, she was name. doing yeah. yeah no no but i would do it and i would use the technology to my advantage is what he yes. did right and that's what booster did he used the technology to his advantage not to yes. spy on naked people but to go oh. back into the past where he w- he in doing so he elevated himself he because he knows things he has technology that that raises him above the average person of our time he he is superior in a lot of ways just for the fact that he has been taken from the future and implanted himself in the past so just by the, the fact of him being there he is superior in a lot of ways to the people around him i get it it's an advantage use it right and he does i just don't want you to blanket eric with just like piece of poop I, I mean, love
0: how we're talking about a 1986 debut of a DC character, and Vince, in his show notes, is like, "Got to make sure I have this opportunity to, to, to defend Eric O'Grady's." Well,
1: no, this virtue. is this is conceptual continuity because it's going for a long time. We we butted heads with this character during bullpen bulletins.
0: Uh, yeah, we, we continue did. to. But I mean, is Eric O'Grady even a thing anymore? He's pretty much.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Only, only it's his mind. No, As, he's, he's not he a guy, thing.
1: That's his other tattoo. Is, is an Eric O'Grady tattoo. No, well, no, but I. <laughs> so let's back to Booster. Right, the thing that that I found um, surprising, and then I had to center myself and realize that it was post crisis, was that Superman doesn't know what the Legion Ring is,
2: and that's. Because um, of the burn, was, not having the Superboy, right? So, yeah. so when when um, in in issue six and seven, we get issue we get boosted to start from Booster's origin um, in the sixth issue. So, obviously, listeners, we're we're, we're jumping around here, but when um, Jurgen's idea for Booster's origin was yes, he was going to get Superboy's Legion ring, and um, and the uh the suit was going to belong to Lex Luthor and the uh and the force field the belt was from Brainiac and yeah once they got the call Jurgens got the call saying that hey Burns redoing Superman there's no more Superboy Jurgens realized he had to rework things and, and and it was an easy enough fix because obviously because Booster Booster is not is from the Legion's past, so in order for a Legion ring to be at the Space Museum, and that's the other thing, it was also originally the Superman Museum that right. that that Booster was the Watchman at. Um, so in order for a Legion ring to show up at the Space Museum, it had to have come from even further in in, in the Legion's past and in, in, in Booster's past as well. So it was reworked that um that there was an assassination attempt on the president. Although in the original notes the president actually was assassinated and um that was rewritten obviously, but during the assassination attempt is when three members of the Legion went back in the past to find out what Booster Gold's all about and to bring him back to his time, because as far as they're concerned, they view him as a criminal because he stole things from the space museum and, and, and went back in time. And they also believe that he was there to assassinate the president. He went back in time to kill the president. Um, and it all ends up working out, but yes, there was, uh, this is, this is the burn Superman where, um, he is not, uh, he's not familiar with the Legion. um, at least at at, at this point up, up to this point and um and what was great is that the the cover to number seven they end up um burn ends up doing an homage to later on in action comics where their roles are reversed where booster is picking up superman by the hair and the cover says guess who's winning this time yeah. um which mm-hmm. which uh jergens i think penciled and burn inked or the other way around but um there was a not necessarily superman and you could tell in this book superman isn't not um he's very apprehensive of uh yeah a little bit Bruce. too much though but, no but not, not only not only about <laughs> booster but
1: booster's just like yeah man we got to help these people that this this lord galeb guy he's a prick yeah. and, and he's he's subjugating all these people and superman's like whoa 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 wait a minute we don't know anything about this and the superman that that we've we know from reading him all these decades would take the time to to scope the situation to find out what is at the heart of this who's lying who's not obviously superman was right in this instance because it turns out this ranzi guy that booster found all shrunk down on earth and followed and went back to this this planet velar uh, he was a liar and this 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 lord galeb wasn't totally despicable like like they were making out but superman called it but he didn't have the information he didn't have the all he had was his intuition he didn't have the the, the information well, to say hold up you got to hear both
2: sides well yeah
1: that's good One person's word for it right right but what if what if superman was only hearing the words of the people within earshot right why didn't he go out and survey the the ask the people what's going on here right that would be the big the broader uh decision would come from everyone not just the people in this in 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 lord galeb's Employ because of course they're going to say, "Nah, he's great, guy's yeah, great, he's wonderful, yeah." Bigly, but at, <laughs> but at least Booster, to his credit, was like, "We got to save these dude." Like he, yes, he was very impulsive and he jumped, you know, to help. But he jumped
2: to help. He didn't jump to, you know, he took he took the first it, it was it was he took one side of of the situation. If if Lord Galeb showed up and said, "We need your help." Booster would have probably. It, it appears as though Booster would have just sided with him. Yeah. And again, Superman would have still said, "We need to hear both sides," and it, it, the resolution would have been the same. But Booster's yeah. just very headstrong, and and he, yeah, you know, there's no. But but this is also this is this is part of what I appreciated about these stories was that here's somebody who is inexperienced and and isn't isn't learning from other people's. Isn't taking advantage of other people's experiences here's superman mm-hmm. here's the other you know, big blue guy and 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 you're going to you're going to argue with him and and not listen to what he has to say because he's been doing this for a minute you're the new kid on the block and and yeah okay great you saved the president from being assassinated but you still got a lot to learn yeah
1: and i love the fight but it quotes fight with superman because <laughs> booster thinks he's actually doing something
2: yeah. Against so yeah. Oh, oh,
1: I guess he's not as tough as they 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 say. And Superman's like, oh, this fucking guy. I'll, I'll make it look good. I'll, I'll throw myself into the wall, and oh, and they're, they're and they're fighting. And Booster's like, I got to jump on him now. Superman, it's just like he's it's like he's playing with a puppy. You know, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, pee on my leg. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, um, it, it It's just I I thought the 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 take on Superman was a little odd. Uh, especially visually, I don't think Jurgens had the had a handle on the no, character. Not no, no, yes. not nearly as as the the magnificent portrayal we eventually get out of Jurgens. But again, I, you know, baby steps,
2: right? So um, more like Ross Andrew. No. It's not. Anything I mean, like I'm monsters. not. I listen. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> trying to, I'm not slighting your boy. I understand that. I'm just hit the, the slender version. It's not the Kurt Swan stuff. It's not uh, right. It's, right. It's not the Adam stuff. It, and and it's not really the burn version. It, it's, no. it it was. It's it's kind of just in this this quagmire of um, in between eras. Yeah. But it's uh, it's still you know he still looks the part and um and and does what he has to do. Yeah,
1: and you can see the, 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 late, the, the seeds of stuff like Exiled coming out of this, right? You can see where, where Jurgen's mindset is as far as Superman and, and what can be done with the character and, and, and taking Superman out of Metropolis. And one of the things I, I laughed uh, constantly is that it seems like no one in Metropolis can tell the difference between Booster and Superman. <laughs> well, he's got a cape. No, it's kind of because it's like, oh, here comes Superman, and then somebody else say, "That's not Superman, dumbass. That's that new guy." But and it's always like, whoa, here comes Superman, watch out. It's like, no, it's not Superman. It's Booster. This, this look at the blonde hair. It's different, and it just seems like they the Metropolis people constantly need to be reminded what who Superman is. Like, stop it. Even Lois, at one point, tries to piss off Superman, saying, "Oh, this Booster man." Woo. yeah he's got the goods he's so handsome and he's doing he's doing the good work fighting the good fight and Superman's like yeah whatever i i could have ki- I could have killed him three pages
0: ago, but I didn't do it by the way, what was up with uh, in the eighties the 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 phony tales on villains like with the with the plumage of hair coming up out of the top oh of yeah yeah lots
2: oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that's and that I, thing.
1: and I uh, the uh the workout gear, like when Trixie's doing her aerobics and shit. Yep. It's hot, but <laughs> you know, it's it's very dated. The book dates itself.
2: What about the uh Steve Root appearance?
1: There's a lot of appearances in here. Like when when yeah. you get to uh what's the name of the comic book? Uh publisher uh Blaze Blaze yeah. Con- and Skip Andrews. Like there's there's a, a couple of familiar faces that that winded their way through this story. I I thought it was it's a neat it's a neat take on a on a you know riches to rags to riches story and um, I think it's necessary reading especially if you're a fifty two fan just to see because Booster was extremely important to fifty two and and I thought yeah um, Giffen and company really uncovered what makes booster tick and and how to manipulate the reader into falling in love with this 'er ne'er-do-well um who just happens to bumble and stumble his way into very very pivotal points in the dc you know story writ large that i think i like booster in justice league obviously with with blue beetle but you gotta really love the 52 booster
0: Loved it, yeah. absolutely loved it. Yeah. yeah, I
1: think that's where he really comes into his own as a character.
2: Yeah, I need to. I I, I haven't revisited Fifty Two since that year. I um I would like to go back and and take the time and read it over a period of time. Not I don't want to binge it, but um right. Yeah, it's it's I, I I realize that how I view Booster is rooted in. This series and other people do do take him the way he he he's come to be in more recent years, um, and and yeah, I mean, even I think it's I don't think it was a radical departure. I'm pretty it, it it feels like at least as far as I can remember, it felt like a natural progression to go from this series to what he was like in '52 yeah. following his Justice League run. It wasn't like this isn't you know th- these writers don't have a handle on his character. This isn't the same dude, and and they they've changed him to fit this story. And and that's not, whereas we've read a bunch of books where, where characters do not sound like they have been been over consecutive months. Whereas Booster has kind of, um, has, has shown he's got a, a a reason for being here and doing everything that, that he did to get here. Um, you know, I, I think going through it, um, I, I've always liked, um, I've always liked Mike De on Dan Jurgens because I remember. I remember the. I mean, this is really the only time I've seen this pairing, and I remember from this series. Whereas, um, and I, I wonder if DiCarlo was put on the book because he was a veteran, pretty much. He was more experienced than Jurgens, so I'm wondering if maybe he was here to help um, keep the maybe not to keep the storytelling tight, but at least give the uh give the young in a hand if if yeah, be, but i probably i'd like i like the i mean i'm, I'm used to Jergens and breeding these days but i um i've always thought of uh of the the clean tight line net that, that the carlo had and and i've always because it's still even even after all those issues of superman i still there, there are panels in this book that you know just instantly hit me because i remember seeing them as if i was reading them that day right right. and and it's it's just it's and you can always tell um the panels where where jurgens really wanted to like he he really it seems like he really loves the character of booster gold and there are times where he'll just he'll spend a lot of time it looks like on his face on his hair as it is a lot of love in his character and i think it's um i don't know it's it's weird it was it was just kind of a perfect storm where the, the book came out it was written and drawn by the same guy and 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 you know it's i've always i've always associated the two together like if you read venom now you know you may just think venom is a may just that or, or even deadpool it's like yeah I, I kind of view deadpool as as this this creator's character like you may not have created him but that's that's the voice i hear that that's why i associate with the character for me it's as as many other people have Dabbled with Booster Gold, it, it, he's always been a, um, a Jergens character for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Have you read any of the 2007? No. It's, it's mostly written by Johns.
0: And uh, Jeff Katz, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. But Jergens and Ratmund, uh are on a lot of the art, most of the art, and I, it's a freaking great series. It's a, it's a really amazing series. But it's, it's post Fifty Two, right? So uh, then they get into a lot of uh, real nooks and crannies of the DC universe. Like Jonah Hex is featured in a couple. Of, it's a wonderful. Oh shit! Year. Yeah, no, it's a wonderful okay. series. Yeah. All right, I got something to look for now. I don't know if they've ever really collected the the majority I'm of sure it. Sure, they did right. Like probably just straight
0: trades, I would think. Yeah,
1: I would love to see. It's only forty nine issues, so I'd love to see an omnibus of this.
2: It'd be great.
0: You and your album. that's probably asking too much. Yeah,
2: you think? yeah yeah so after um after we get booster's origin we um we get a um we get the appearance of three members of the legion who as like i said come back in time to bring booster back to his era um booster thwarts the assassination attempt and flubs his own name to the president because he actually wants to be um wants to be called Gold Star. That's he comes back to 1985, 1986 to be known as, as Gold Star. Um and when um but Booster was his nickname on the football field. And um when Reagan asks him what his name is like I like why why this wouldn't have all been vetted and, and taken care of like why why they wouldn't have Given Reagan the name ahead of time and whatnot, and Reagan's got to pause and ask him. So, what you say your name was, well, young they, man? And they goes, may have.
1: Reagan probably forgot. It. <laughs> it's
2: a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Um, What's his like, name? Uh, mommy? Booster. No, Gold. And <laughs> and before he could spit out Star, Reagan's like the one and only Booster Gold. And and Booster doesn't want to embarrass the president by correcting him and saying, No, actually, Booster's just you know a nickname. I I'm, I'm actually Gold Star. So, um, that's how he pretty much got his claim to fame. Uh, and he kind of rode that for a while because then, um, he, uh, he was noticed by Dirk Davis, who's his agent. Um, and, and Dirk's got his own issues because the, what I also thought was neat was I remember reading about the 100. I never really read too many stories involving them. They, they, they were, they were an old, black lightning villain uh or group and um and this was just the 1000 was a a spinoff was was the 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 growth of the 100 and that's that's the big bad that's the what's pulling all the strings for these for these 12 issues uh the the 1000 and the director is trying to bring booster down and and so all the villains you see in the book for the most part are, are 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 tests and thrown at him to uh to make him look foolish and um and fail um and then the the book the big fall ends because the end of the twelfth issue is kind of a cliffhanger because um the way booster ends up after this battle uh a little worse for wear and um his powers been depleted because he's got energy rods from from his his era so it's not like he can really uh find a a usb port to plug into and and (laughs) charge up but he um the 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 follow-up volume includes the rest of the series because it only ran i think 24 25 issues um as well as material from uh millennium because since no one can escape the manhunter we find out who in booster gold circle is a manhunter um and uh and you'll pick up with the second volume on how, how booster kind of gets back to uh to his fighting form but uh no th- this was i i really i mean i know i, I realize I kind of jumped around and abridged it but i this was this was just kind of old home week for me there's it, it a trip down memory lane i i enjoyed it a lot of it um normally when i when we have a book of the month and it's something that i've read multiple times or even recently i'll kind of skim it and just I'll, I'll i'll read it but i may not be so focused on it and 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 soak in every page but this this i did even even the even the nonsense where you know, Skeets is sort of again reminding him how he's flubbing up, um, you know, common jargon. Uh, it's like, I get I get caught up in it. I just, I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't, I, I didn't really, I, I wasn't flipping pages. I I, I kind of just taking my time with it.
0: Man, Skeets is always his Achilles heel, though, huh? Like, he wasn't 52, and then all of a sudden I'm reading this, and I'm like, damn, Skeets got, done got you again. Like, yeah. damn. It's like, they always go to the back door, like. Super robot, sentient robot somehow is always easily manipulated.
2: Uh, yeah. Ah, oh, Dr. Shocker. It's <laughs> a great name. Yeah. <laughs> some so some what did you guys think of it though?
1: I thought there was some some cute villains in, in it like uh Mr. Twister is fun and, and Chiller's fucked up. You know <laughs> uh,
0: Chiller felt very of the moment. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, you know, you bring Superman into it, you got me. You bring Legion into it, okay, I'll read these issues. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, you know, it, I guess it's, it's like, like Dab said, it, if, if it imprinted itself on you at that crucial period, that, that, that gestational period where you're trying to find out, you know, who's who and what you love in comics and, and who all these people are, I could see this really, um, Having legs or staying power, with, with like, proof is is in the DAP pudding, right? But I, I thought it was fun. It was fun. You read it, you're done with it. I didn't hate it, no. Right. Uh, but I yeah. mean, yeah, I, I, it's it's stuff that we've all uh encountered in 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 from other sources at at at, yeah. at multiple times in in our history so I yeah, i enjoyed it and and only like if this was a no-name uh superhero one with uh with which i had zero recognition i probably would have been like oh this was a freaking slog but it's booster so you know there's that there's that uh identification with that hero that I've read many, many times and enjoyed, and the blue and gold, half of the <laughs> best duo. So
0: yeah, it's, it was fun. Bye, you, Jason. Yeah, I, I mean, I was coming at it from a little bit of a different <laughs> place in the sense that, like I said, I, I came in liking the character already very much. Um, I, I mean, this definitely was a wordy, wordy at times, but uh, I found it charming. I, I, I think that. Um, like it didn't in any way even though this was a different iteration of the character certainly and, and the first obviously. Um, it didn't make me dislike the character any 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 less. Uh and, and I thought that um like it's weird 'cause 'cause it's 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 of a time and like on the surface some of the things are silly, like like I mean, the the costumes of the villains are, you know, ridiculous. But then all superhero costumes are ridiculous, right? Like I mean that's just the, yeah. the, the way it is and so like it doesn't really bother me. It's funny though when you think about things like the director. I mean it 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 is bewildering to figure out why the dude needs to put on that costume, right? Like 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 which is basically like Prowler. Uh I, like I don't you know he's he's basically just a a crime lord and uh and I understand he wants to obfuscate his face to change his identity, but like I don't quite know why he has to have like the the purple, blue, white Taskmaster esque costume with the with the but but that being said like that was all part of the time and I like so I kind of found it charming in, in its own way. Um, uh, I I really did think that they that Jurgens had a did a nice job of making you uh, root for for him. Uh, I thought that the banter between him and some of the other characters and 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 Skeets especially were were great and definitely evocative of the later iterations of of what I saw of Booster. Coming into this, um, I mean, I agree with your opening statement, Vince, that this isn't like the Jurgens we see now visually. But, but I, I do think it was for its time, solid. You know, sure. I wasn't I, I wasn't like put off by the art. I thought the art was generally engaging. Um, so I thought the colors were, were were fine. So yeah, overall, I liked it. I mean, I I I admit that there are probably some word balloons that I skimmed over pretty quickly, it's just kind of like going more like oh, I get I get what's happening here. Um, so I don't know that I read each and every word with, uh, with, with, with great intensity, but in terms of like the vibe of the book and, and the story arc, yeah, I was down for it, man. I really was. I, I, I think he's a pretty cool dude And it. As you guys know, I mean, the Bwahaha era is just a massive, massive, uh, white space for me. Oh. And this is just another reason why I think that I need to correct that soon with the quickness. Cause, cause yeah. I, I mean, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm, with each passing year, I, I'm more and more convinced I, won't, I will not absolutely love it because all the characters that were in it in other iterations, I like quite a bit, including Booster. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I need to get with that. Maybe it'll be my 2021 Patreon sort of read-along Ooh. or something.
1: Yeah, maybe yeah. I'll join you on that. Yeah, yeah right. that'd, be, that'd right. be good. That'd be fun. Oh, nice. There I just got to – Trixie needs to get away from her, her aunt. Her aunt's no good. That's all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she she need, and, and
1: she needs to to decide that uh you know you, you got a love booster or you got to hate him pick a side because you can't keep <laughs> ping ponging back and forth my man needs some yeah love.
2: well when i i i think maybe during the um during the the christmas break when we're off i might um dive into the the second volume because i don't think i don't i wasn't there when it at the very end so so there's gonna be some issues in in the second volume that uh they're that gonna be new to me so i want to see i want to see what happens i do believe um because he, even though it's the the entire first volume isn't just a setup i mean yeah we're introduced to dr sue who is working at star labs and is, is on dirk's behalf is is working on a suit and um and and perhaps a sidekick for booster maybe a female mm-hmm. uh maybe that's trixie so you know there, there are things where i'm um, curious to see uh what what the outcome is for some of it because aside from um there weren't there were a lot of books where i think i was there up into up to millennium or at least i i'm pretty sure i bought all the millennium tie-ins that summer and um but i don't think but but there were some some titles that uh that I didn't stick with towards the end booster was sadly one of them and i don't i that that, that i think was just a a budget issue more than anything else but um yeah no for me this was fun you love
1: it i do you do i'm just happy so there you go another book of the month and if you would like to participate in the book of the month um concept not next month. in january <laughs> in january it's we're, we're all open for you uh all you have to do is you got, got to join patreon and uh we we float out 11 choices to our patrons and they get to pick what the book of the month is each and every month there are some months like this one where we just say you know no soup for you we're gonna pick because we're either under the gun, or or there's mitigating circumstances, or we just have a concept going. But it, that's rare. We we usually let the patrons pick or choose the, this, the this, book of the month.
2: This was probably the uh, this has been the year I think we've we've called the audible the most. Definitely. I mean, I know we did it last time for heroes. We did it that year uh, with Cosmic Odyssey. I mean, we've done it for we've or we even did it with Legion. But yeah, we've we've. But this year, I think we, we've done it the most
1: in, in the uh, months we've been doing this. But we don't try to do it. Uh, no, yeah, we don't. No. We not We want to we...
2: like having fun. I mean, I, I, I'm always curious. To see. Everything's on, like we've said, everything's on the list. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's, everything's mm-hmm. on the list because it's something we're going to, we're, we're looking forward to. No one No one's putting anything on the list after we discuss what what the eleven options are gonna be. No one's like, Oh, I really hope that doesn't win. That's not well, always I don't know if that's, that's not always true. <laughs> I <I'm> see <saying, laughs> I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to give away all the secrets. I know it's true, but it it's it's yeah, it I know I know it's not true, I should say. Right. Um,
0: so, if you You're would like to behind the scenes, like saber rattling, sometimes, like, sometimes. Oh, please, please, please let. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah,
2: change
1: the vote, so we don't have to read that thing. Yeah, my like, um,
2: oh, that spreadsheet didn't download. Sorry, it was like the presidency. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, if you would like to see what all this uh, book of the month Patreon hubbub is about, go to Patreon.com/slash Eleven O'clock Comics and uh, learn, view, enjoy,
0: right? There Hell oh, you know. yeah. Yeah. You know it's funny you got me thinking like I don't know that I've seen too many if any pages of this run in the wild. Like the art. Like I I, I, I
2: can't remember. Well, most I've seen from Juergens on are like sketches con sketches and shit like that. I don't know how many. I don't think I've seen. I a definitely lot of- have
0: seen uh, pages from the the 07 series that Vince referenced. I mean I've seen pages from that series but the John's written one but drawn by Juergens but I, I, I don't recall any I'm sure there are some of them I mean they're probably just in a vault somewhere like somebody probably just owns a bunch of them but, but yeah I don't, I well, don't
2: like maybe he didn't let this go I don't know because
0: cause, uh, maybe I mean I feel like Jorgen sells this shit though man but yeah I don't know he knows what's up did you know there's a blue and gold pop uh, tap? Yeah.
2: I do I, it's of course I have it on I, have, Oh, you have I, it. Oh, okay. there you go
0: wow
2: if we were on, if we were doing a video podcast, you'd see it behind me.
0: There you go, Oker.
1: <laughs> so, what else do we have? I wrote a read a bunch of stuff.
2: I'm but sure you did. did. I'm sure Jason did with with the month Buffy. Oh yeah, yeah, month, month, month and a week,
0: yes. month and a week, freaking week <laughs> off, and these guys act like it's goddamn Exodus. <sighs> like I had to be coaxed back. Um, I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised based on the what you did read. And then I went and listened to the episodes. Um, I was pleased that you hadn't discussed yet uh, Planet Paradise Dap.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, Planet Paradise written and drawn by Jesse Lonergan, who has uh, had quite a year because his, I guess it's a, I guess he called it a one-shot or a novella, whatever you want to call it, but of Hedra. Hedra, yeah. Who, was also critically acclaimed a few months back, and uh, this is a more conventional graphic novel. It's it's a digest sized book, um, so a little smaller form factor. But uh, yeah, I I I got to be honest, like I wasn't a, I felt like I was on a different plane of existence with Hedra than the consensus because I felt like that was a book where almost everybody in our circle of influence just raved about that one shot and was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. And I thought it was visually quite stunning. I, I, I I didn't love it in the way it seemed like a lot of, of, of our booze did. Um, I had already pre-ordered planet paradise though, after receiving Hedra and was waiting kind of cautiously for it to arrive, wondering if, if I just wasn't going to connect with Lonergan's work in general. And I'm pleased the case because i loved planet
2: paradise i thought it was terrific
0: um before we get into it did did you concur or was it not as much your thing
2: planet paradise yeah. i i really i did i liked it a lot i i i can't say i loved it and when we get into it um i i might talk about where it didn't lose me mm-hmm. but it didn't um it didn't knock me on my ass the way I was kind of hoping it would. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a fairly simple book, right? I mean, there, there's not, this would be a rough one if we did book of the month, because it, there's not a lot to go on here. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's essentially, um, um, uh, it's, it's a story about a, a, a woman who is going on vacation to a, a, a paradise planet, quite literally. And she and her husband go onto the, the ship to uh, head to this place. It's uh, her name is Eunice, by the way. And they are put into like stasis of some kind, as they often do in science fiction books and to head on out to the, the, the paradise place and shit goes wrong. The ship has to crash land on a hostile uh, planet. And during the crash, it seems like most everybody that was on the, the, the ship was either hurt or injured uh, and Eunice is okay, as and then the captain is okay to the extent that, that she's alive and well, but but she's hurt very badly, and basically implores Eunice to help her first escape from a like a, a cavern of sorts that she falls into, but then basically relies on Eunice and her um, hutzpa to survive on this alien planet where there are these hostile life forms, um, and it's it's. It's basically the story of this woman who was just about to go on vacation and she's got to kind of nut up and uh be the heroine of this story because the captain is a do nothing and <laughs> and then you know they they eventually um they eventually through the 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 constant heroics and machinations of Eunice managed to 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 escape and um and and and, and then when they you know they get back to civilization of course the the captain is heaped with all the praise for what a heroic endeavor she did to get everybody back um, from this place. And uh, and then there's kind of an epilogue where Eunice and her husband are on another vacation. And uh, she takes to arms and being a heroine again, kind of alluding to the fact that she's kind of got it in her – it's now in her system. She's kind of got a jonesing for being an action hero now. Um, it's it's – in a lot of ways, it's not it, – it'd be like what if – what if Alien happened and Ripley, and, and but you made a PG or G-rated version of it, right? Like, like it's Ripley without the attitude and the f-bombs and the gore. Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, Eunice is a probably a. a I mean, she's a black woman, probably in her. I mean, they don't, we don't know her age, but she's probably roughly our age, maybe a little younger, and uh, she kicks all sorts of ass. And she takes. She suffers no fools. I feel like Eunice is someone that Renee would grok with.
2: They're <laughs> yeah, like the
0: same, they're like of the yeah. same mold.
2: I could definitely yeah. see, see right. right? Suffers suffer no fools. Yeah. Take care
0: of business. Yeah, I could be. Um,
2: she definitely be Eunice.
0: Yeah, and uh, and I liked it. And I think that that uh, Lonergan is a really interesting cartoonist. Um, I think it's a pretty minimal line at times, but then. Uh, And you saw a lot of this in Hedra, too. So, like, visually, Hedra was beautiful as well. Um, Every now and then, though, when it comes to, like, a scene where there's architecture or spaceship, uh, Lonergan will drop this, like, crazily, intensely precise graphic vibe on you. But, like, his character work or his organic work is much looser, um, much freer, much less exacting. And I dig that. Like it feels right to me. I, I like. I definitely like the approach. Um, so, and this is a this is a a, a, a monochromatic book. Um, so the whole thing worked for me. It's a very short read. I think that um, like I kind of feel like we're on the early tip of what Lonergan's going to be capable of. Like I think that that he's still kind of putting himself together as a storyteller. And these books, we'll look back on these books this year as quality, but then we'll, I think in the subsequent years, we'll see stronger efforts and and prop, possibly masterpieces, you know, things that kind of put Lonergan on the map fully. Um, and then someone will say, oh, did you ever read his early stuff? And, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, I thought it was cool. I liked it a lot. I'm with you, though. I wouldn't say I thought it was great. Like, this wouldn't be on my old classics. i I wasn't. I wasn't I didn't put the book down and just say, holy shit, this is this is just jaw dropping. I mean that 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 wasn't the vibe I got. But I, I did I guess maybe the difference between you and I is that is that I was coming at it with fairly low expectations, even though I had pre-ordered it because of my inability to connect with Hedra in the way that most did. So this was like a step up for me because I did feel like this had an emotional center to it that I didn't get off Hedra and I appreciated that a lot. Like I I I found Eunice to be someone I was rooting for hard. Sure. Uh, you know, and that that kinda that that really elevated this this experience for me versus his prior work. So yeah, I dug it, man. Like I like I said, it's it's quick, it's it's an easy read. Um if I had one criticism, it's that I didn't think the monsters were all that imposing looking. You know? Like I, I, I could I could think you could make the the monsters or the kaiju look a little more um, frightening. Sure, just to set the tone. But 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 again, that that's nitpicky stuff. So it's kind of petty for me to even bring it up. But um, but yeah, I, I so I dug it. Um, I don't know if I dug it more than you. Like you said, you you didn't love it, but you liked it. So I'm curious to hear what kept you from going the full,
2: you know, five stars or whatever. Uh, you say it was monochromatic.
0: Well, I mean, this, I, monochromatic's not the right word. Um, like a, a, a what's the word for um, like a. A relatively limited color palette. There you go, limited palette. Nice. Okay.
2: Only okay. because I'm reading the the uh, the preview we got from Image, and it was color, and I was like, "Wait, did they color this and not the?" No,
0: I yeah, okay. monochromatic was not the right word. It, I just meant it's not yeah. a it's not a, a vibrant book with a full color palette. Right. Yeah.
2: It's it, it's it, it's it's kind of on the it's on the flat side, but it yeah. it's still it, it definitely um, serves the purpose. I uh, I had to keep double checking. Um, to see the page count, because this didn't feel like 140 pages or 130-something pages. Um, well, there's a lot
0: of dialogue. I mean, it's, it's,
2: there isn't. There isn't. I mean, there are some pages where Jesse will pack with panels, and then there are some pages where you may get, one square of a panel and in on on in the top corner of the page and then a slightly larger panel later on. But it, it's all I, I, I dig that effect. I, I like it's, it, it's similar to what happened in Hedger, although Hedger was packed. But um yeah it it's you know aside from Eunice Eunice is the star. Eunice is, is the one you're rooting for. Um the captain is is just not a good person. It it's uh she's selfish and uh it's just she she expects to be saved and then, like you said, she goes on the news circuit and and claims that, you know, she saved everyone. And and I was kind of expecting because of the way stories go, I was expecting the captain to get her come up and see either Eunice, you know, tell her side of it. Um But right. you know, it it's like real life where that just it it just you don't there's nothing you can do. I mean, you know the truth. The captain obviously knows the truth, but she's going to bullshit her way through it. And you just kind of you shrug it off because people are assholes, and and you live your life. And that's what she's doing. She's still on vacation with Peter. They're having a great time. Um, although Peter is, it, it, it's it's a cross between being protective and um, thinking you know better. And and you know, oh no, you shouldn't go on a safari because uh, it it might be too dangerous for you. I'm sure you're you know you'll stay safe, but i'd i'd be beside myself if i didn't stop you from putting yourself in harm's way i don't want to do i don't want to be in a position where i told you so and um and that that's a real thing for some guys and um and there's um she obviously isn't listening to him so they go on that safari um shit goes down and that's where we kind of leave it and and i i dug that i you know if if we never read another story about eunice again at least we know her story up to that point but but you kind of have an idea on on how her life is going to be now and um and i'm cool with it i really like the look of the book it's um it is it's 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 a real easy read everything's pretty much straightforward there's no there's no guessing you're not um there, there's nothing to wonder about everything is yeah you know, There's the, not
0: a lot of subtext in
2: this no exactly yeah the, the way people act or what they say it, it is what it is and um and it is i mean from start to finish it's here's here's a couple going on vacation shit happens and you know it. it's she rescues herself and 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 the remaining passengers and um and then it just you know they live their life but um there's 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 no there's no subplot about any any evil person nobody was sabotaging the uh the ship and 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 there's there's no nothing secretive or spy level about it it's it's a pretty straightforward um story i i did i really liked it i think i, I think where the part that kind of makes me um stop short from from giving it five stars is uh is probably just just my take on maybe where i thought um things i, I think maybe i just want to also see some things some flat i probably would have liked more of it wh- whether that meant seeing that you know the captain's lies being exposed mm-hmm. or seeing just more about eunice beyond i mean it's called paradise planet and and mm-hmm. we're we're on it for like the last three pages of the book so it's not it it was a journey to paradise planet but um yeah, I, I and I'm not saying you know, wasn't there's no truth in advertising. So I feel you know I'm, I'm not getting my money's worth there. It, it's I just um, I think because I what I did read what I, what I am getting I'm enjoying it so much that I kind of want it more. So that's 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 a me thing that has nothing to do with what Jesse put on the page. The package Jesse gave us it's it's all. Um, I would definitely recommend this. Would it be on my classes? I it depends on what category and what else I had to, what else I was fighting for, but it was, it, I didn't, I didn't finish it saying, yeah, I could have read something else. I, I, I appreciate, um, I appreciate the work involved in it. I, I, I liked it a lot. I think Vince read it, but I, I, um, I'm, I'm happy with it. I, I really did. I thought it was a, uh, after, after flipping through Hedra, cause I have it and I've started Hedra a couple of times and I put it down and I've, I, I keep going back to it, but, um, I, uh, I think I think this would be this is something you could give somebody to get them familiar with Lonergan style. Um and uh because Lonergan draws a fantastic Lobo that 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 Jason shared. Uh, that yeah. was a commission. Sure. Um and uh I yeah, no, I, I not to believe the point. I, mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. I really did. I, I just the any any shortcomings or any shortcomings are just implied by me because of, of what I wanted, but it's as far as from between the covers. Um, I think, I think, I think it's really, really well done story. Nice. Did you read events?
1: I did not read it. No. Okay. No, I I opened it up to, to peep. What? I forget who it was said that the, the you know the the lettering is the weak link Was and it I, Jeff? I
2: i, don't I remember know. right which is why i thought you you, you No i lo- i
1: did look through it i like the 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 drawing i think the 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 uh text is uh the font is wonderful uh that's i you know me i love the the gritty hand hand scrawled um lettering i don't like canned fonts and and i don't like precision i like it when it looks like an actual human being made it uh, and that's what this this uh, lettering style is. Um, mm-hmm. So no, I I like the homegrown uh, approach to it. I think it's it's very organic and it's very Andy
2: Robbins. I'm sorry, yeah, because I'm I'm going through the slack now. It Was Andy Robbins who asked about? That. Oh yeah, 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 right. yeah.
1: No, I, I I visually I think it's a it's a winner. I just haven't read it yet. So there you go. Yeah,
0: yep. What did you read?
1: Uh, a bunch of stuff. Uh, now, see, this is I, I I hate to to throw this out there because it's not the greatest thing since sliced bread, but it was a lot of fun. It's it's not a revolution in sequential storytelling, but I enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, let me talk about it. It's uh, it's from DC. It's called Justice League: Endless Winter, number one. I guess
2: I have this right here. Yeah, I I, I didn't start it yet, but um, but yeah, talk about it's, it. it. It's all set up. It, it's the first issue
1: of what I'm guessing is a seven or eight issue crossover event. Li- very limited crossover event. Uh, yeah, it's basically yeah.
0: a flash event, really. It's uh,
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. But um, uh, perfectly titled and themed because we are going into the winter solstice, right? And uh, it's written by Ron Mars and Andy Lanning, two guys who know how to do comic books. Illustrated by Howard Porter. And, uh, colored by that, those hi fi guys. Um, there's a flashback sequence towards the end by Marco Santucci and, uh, Arif Prianto. Uh, but it, it's, like I said, it's all set up. It begins, it's a weird setup. Um, there are segues and, and asides in the book that are really strange. Uh, it begins in the Arabian Sea, right? Uh, specifically this, uh, Mathali Island. And uh, it's the location of what may very well be the formative stages of a new Secret Six. We'll call them the Secret Four, because that's how many there are. And they've taken over the entire island. They've wrested control from the government. you got got um, Danton Black, Multiplex. Uh, John Burns, Rampage, is there. Wow. Cameron uh, McKent is Icicle Jr., and, of course, Thomas Reese Blake, who we know as Catman, which is why I say it may be the formative stages of a new Secret Six. Um, and the entire Justice League shows up <laughs> to to corral these guys. Uh, and, and when I say the entire Justice League, it's like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Jon Stewart, Aquaman, and The Flash. They show up to this tiny island in the Arabian Sea to, to start smacking around four third stringers basically, right? Uh, The takedown is very, very quick. And during the whole thing, Barry is extremely preoccupied. None of the league has taken the ordeal very seriously, right? But Barry in particular is consumed by what he perceives as the abilities of his friends to balance their home and their professional lives like he's going into battle and he's like yeah john how do you do it how do you how do you you you, you make the home life work and you make the 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 superhero thing work how, how, how do you do it and and john is like you got to ask somebody else and he asks diana how do you juggle work and family and she's like i was the god of war dude you, you need to ask somebody else uh all of them aren't very helpful Right. They they claim to not be very proficient in that area. Right. So Barry uh, brings the question to Jefferson Pierce. Black Lightning. Right. And and Lightning, um, uh, he 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 he's honest with him and he's like, I don't have the secrets to this. And uh, here's what here's how I approach it. And I'm sure that Mars and Lanning have something planned with Barry in regard to this. This uh, uh, subplot, but as far as this first issue goes, you don't have the slightest inkling of why Barry's so concerned with this. Uh, it's a heartfelt quest, but uh we we, we really don't know why. Uh, uh, but there's a lot of real estate expended on, and I, I'm, some would say squandered, right, on Barry essentially tugging on the spandex of the justice league saying hey 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 can yeah, yeah, can I ask you a question it's like what uh, okay but uh, so once the 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 four are captured there's an indication that it won't be for very long right cuz multiplex uh, also known as the Jamie Madrox of the group he can make doubles and triples and quadruples of himself he can make a lot of himself right and they're in this paddy wagon and there's one of them outside the window. And Multiplex is like, yeah, I, I don't think this is going to be a, a permanent thing. Uh, and they mentioned Kandak, which is not a coincidence, uh, as it ties into the events foreshadowed by the last couple pages of the issue. I'll get to it. Right. So what's the meat of this endless winter thing? This can't be all there is. It's not. Um, remember Sebastian Stagg from the yep. the, the Terrifics? Well... He's up in the Arctic Circle and he's doing some clandestine drilling. Hey, Sebastian? Yeah, Sebastian Stag. Not Simon. No, Sebastian, the wayward Stag.
2: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, and so he's uh, he's drilling, um, and he hits pay dirt. What's so important about this Arctic Circle? Like, what's the deal? Why is he want to drill here? And and what's the payoff? He turns he he's drilling and it looks like there's crystals mixed in with the ice and it turns out that the location was once the host to superman's fortress of solitude and rogel czar destroyed the fuck out of it i didn't know that because i wasn't reading it but um the place is teeming with kryptonian crystals and they're drilling they're drilling they're getting these crystals out and, and stag is like i need those crystals but wouldn't you know it there's something imprisoned beneath the ice, a thousand years ago. And the effects of the Kryptonian crystals and its release uh, th- out, out pops this thing called the Frost King. Who's the Frost King? I didn't know who the Frost King was. Um, there's a, That's the subplot that goes at the back of the issue where uh, Hippolyta, Black Adam, Viking Prince... And here's the weirdest thing of all, Swamp Thing. Now, are you talking a thousand years ago and it's Swamp Thing? I need to know who the Swamp Thing is, right? But anyway, so you get these, these four heroes. They imprisoned this Frost King in the Earth. Um, and now that he's got the residual energy of these Kryptonian crystals, he's pissed and he erupts out of the ground and he the justice league fight him and he manifests these these cool ass looking creature minions like there's a there's an ice wolf there's an ice spider which is really cool like spiders are cool but if you make an ice spider it's even cooler right so the battle goes down and it escalates and the frost king curses the justice league ah fuck you and he blows up or the equivalent of of blowing up and The world is blanketed by extreme winter everywhere. It's super cold, unseasonably cold. Like we're talking like 50, 60 below zero. And it's snowing in places where it shouldn't snow. And so it begins, right? Again, did this impact me any way beyond, wow, this was cool? No, it was fun. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing... What happens next? But the main hook for me is seeing who this Swamp Thing is. Who or what this Swamp Thing is. Because you're talking a, a thousand years ago. The The new 52 Swamp Thing is a big, gaping, black spot for me. I only read like six issues of it. So maybe this was detailed in, in Snyder and Company's uh, Swamp Thing. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Uh, but... Uh, there's one uh, panel where Black Adam is looking. He's he's very regal as Black Adam tends to be, and he's got his his arm on the on a on a railing. He's looking out, and he's like, "Ah, oh, crap! It's happening again." So Black Adam's going to factor into this. There's a Black Adam one shot that's in this Endless Winter um, mini event. So I, I thought it was fun. I, I when Howard Porter's on something, I'm going to read it. I, yeah, I, I I figured. I love Howard Porter. And uh to be honest, um it's not take another bow, Howard Porter. Like it's not bad, but you mm-hmm. know, so, some of the facial work seems a little I,
2: what I was just going to say, yeah, A little was, rushed. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, it's not like I said it's not horrible by any stretch. No. You can it's tell who all these characters are, right? right? But it's just that it's not Justice League 3000. Or you know the the, real, the apocalypse. right prime time gorgeous Howard Porter, uh, but it's it was fine for what it was. I enjoyed it very much. Right? I, I don't know why Barry is so so clingy. <laughs> I, uh, other than being you know second to Wally, I don't know why yeah. Barry would care. You know, but uh, I, it was fun. That that's what I'm going to say. It, should you go out and buy it? Absolutely, go get it. If you like the DC universe and you like your, your events small and manageable, buy into this Justice League. It's only seven, eight issues or whatever. So there's a, a, an Endless Winter, number one, and there's an Endless Winter, number two, at the end. And then there's a, a, a Flash issue in there. There's a Black Adam. I don't know if there's a Swamp Thing. Maybe. Um, so it's not going to impact your, your financial resources uh, very significantly.
2: Enjoy. I did. Yeah, it's it's, it's basically it's a so like a weekly event.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, hey, you got to see, uh, um, Kitty Faulkner again. When was the last time we saw Rampage? Yeah, I I, I, I can't couldn't even tell you. Yeah. But okay,
2: no- so it's it's so yeah, so yesterday's or this week's Endless Winter number one. Yeah. Next week you get the Flash seven sixty seven. Okay. With some, with some sweet Clayton Henry art. Uh, Superman Endless Winter Special number one, also next week. Who's drawing? That's it? the one I was looking forward to because that's by Phil and Andy. Oh, nice. Uh, I think I ordered it. Uh, Aquaman number 66 in two weeks uh, with art by Miguel Mondancia, Uh covered by Mike McCone. Nice. Uh, Justice League number 58 is on sale December 15th teen titans endless winter special number one also on the 15th justice league dark 29 mm. uh, so there's a swamp big hook yeah christmas week and black adam endless winter special number one same day and then it wraps up on uh, new year's eve 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 on the 29th justice league endless winter special number two nice nice
1: i you know i gotta scratch my head why dc keeps trying the teen titans why <laughs> I, and I, and I know it's because there are Titan stories being told in other media. I I get it. There That's should be, there should be a, a a comic out if you have a you know a Titan show or a cartoon or whatever. But it just seems like it never sticks.
2: But none of the but, none of the Titans on those shows are in the Titans comics, which is even more baffling. <laughs> I
0: know. I mean, but well, I know. But you say the same thing for Justice League. I mean. Justice League hasn't been a top seller even though it's like supposed okay. to be DC's main team book for <laughs> An like for spin off. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember like I don't even remember the last time. But, it was a
1: because big and it's, I if I was a regular reader of the Justice League book, I get it in trades. And and I'm getting it in those the the Snyder hardcovers, which are really nice. But if I was a monthly reader of Justice League, I would be super pissed because it seems like Every big thing that goes on in the DC universe is featured as an as a as a uh, an interruption in Justice League. Like Justice League has been metal, uh, uh, death metal for maybe four months now. Like it's it's just an extra book that you got to buy with with death metal, right? And and now it seems like it's going into endless winter too. Like there doesn't seem to be. Uh, the Snyder approach where the first like frickin' what thirteen, fourteen issues were essentially one story. You know, there's no there's no um
0: No, I know but like consistent narrative. narrative. Yeah, I was reading it though, but like it was it was both critically and commercially panned though. Like like nobody liked that ver like like I w- I felt like I was the only one that was even reading it. What, the Snyder stuff? The Snyder Justice League, yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. I
0: think it's yeah. incredible. You were reading it. Well, oh, like, again, yeah, you're out, though, you're a love of Snyder right now. I w- I was yeah. reading it was coming out. I'm just saying there right. was no buzz about it. It wasn't selling well. It's weird because there's there's huge honking concepts in Justice League. No, it was big concept for sure. I mean, I definitely was. I that's why I was reading it. But I,
2: I mean, yeah, Jim. My, my, my point it. is, is
0: like, is mm-hmm. like I don't disagree with you about Titans. I mean, I feel like Titans hasn't been relevant to the broader DC universe since John stopped, and that was 15 years ago. But but I don't know that Justice League's any different. Like, I, I think DC's team books have. Largely been inconsequential for a while now. Well, and by the way, Marvel's currently in that situation. Right. Avengers and Fantastic Four have collectively never been this this irrelevant. Right.
1: When you have and, a, a powerhouse writer like Jason Aaron on what is essentially the cornerstone
0: of the Marvel Universe, and it doesn't sell, there's something wrong. Listen, I, as someone who makes my living investing in things, I would have lost a lot of money... If you had me take a position on Jason Aaron doing Avengers, I thought it was a no-brainer, and I thought it would be an all-timer. And you you can, you know how I feel about it by how, how infrequently I've brought it up. I think I, I, I may
1: have unlocked the problem with the, the big team books at the Big Two. Uh, it's because when you have your massively powerful heroes gathered together on one team, the threats have to keep escalating. Right. It just it just makes sense that if there's a team with Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman on it, you're going to need something that's very significant to threaten these heroes. Same thing with with Marvel. If you have Thor, Captain America and Iron Man on a team, what could possibly and, you know, and 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 so on. What could possibly be of any significance to these three heroes? So in, you can't have the, the threats keep escalating. So what they've been doing, in lieu of that, is what Aaron's doing and John's to a certain, ex- or Snyder to a certain extent. They're playing with the mythology of the yeah. team, yeah. like yeah. like the the the, the, the uh, uh, primeval Ghost Rider and the prim- yeah, like. All, so these w- DC Flight, all these one million BC events, right? All these these older versions of the, the, the current heroes, and it's like I don't think that goes over well with a lot of people. When you say, oh, this team that you've loved for all your life, there was another one before. Like, why are we only hearing about this now? Right? Why have they only... Spider
0: Totems was such a success. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm being facetious, right? You know I mean, it, so no, the- I, I mean, I have a trouble with it. I mean, I know it's, I know comics are supposed to be ridiculous, and I know that we love suspension of disbelief, and I feel like we all have a fairly wide net that we're willing to cast, but I don't get what Aaron's doing. Like, I don't get this idea that there were these totems of the Phoenix and the, you know, and and and, and a Thor and a Black Panther, and that they existed in like pre-human days as world heroes. It just doesn't. It just feels completely non sequitur. If they it, it were, does,
1: if if they had any kind of significance in the time stream, we would have seen evidence of their yeah, existence.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but the, the, and you it's know, all building. I guess we're, we're about to get because and I'm I I foolishly continue to buy Aaron's Avengers because I have I'm, and I say foolishly because I'm way behind on it. But what I gather from the solicit's, we're about to get effectively the Avengers version of uh, what we got with the X Men a few years ago when they all turned into Phoenix. Yeah. So we're that. gonna have multiple Avengers with the Phoenix Force, mm. and maybe it'll be dope, mm. right? But maybe it will be. I, I so I'll, I'm not gonna,
2: yeah, shit I, on it
0: before I read it. But it does feel like hell a derivative, right? I mean, right? Like what it was like what four or five years ago? I'm trying to think. I can't think of the, what was the name of that event. The, when the we had the five five X Men all getting the Phoenix Force, um,
2: that, that was okay. the output of uh, AVX.
0: AVX, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, and that was Avengers versus X Men. So like it was even right. a feature. Was so it Axis. Maybe? I don't remember. Yeah, but, but either way, like, it's... Yeah. it's schism. It's,
2: <laughs> schism.
0: Oh, Schism, there you go. Um, it, it, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it is baffling because there are a few writers in comics where I universally have loved their output as much as I have Jason Aaron up until this point. Um, now, to be fair, the the one of the other things I never really enjoyed was his Ghost Rider, and, and he just loves that character, and he's made... He's made this new version of Ghost Rider front and center in the Avengers. And I love when the Avengers have quirky members, so it's not that I have some kind of pure view of what the Avengers roster should look like, but I don't know. It's just not connecting, you know? Like, it's just, it's it's a bummer. Um, yeah. But I'm trying to think, like, what, what Marvel team, bo- um, not, what what big two team book has been like a consistent go-to culturally? You know, meaning where like it's a buzz on our forums, it's a buzz on our Facebook, it's a buzz on our Slack. Like, you know, the shops are talking about it, right? It's 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 been a minute. It really has been a minute for either of them.
1: Yeah, I can't even think of a book. I mean, I mean the aside X-Men from are hot
0: right now for the, but that's yeah. the first time in a decade. I mean, the, the X Men are hot because of Hickman and and House of and House of X Powers of Ten, but that's a new thing. Like that just that just became a reality after years and years of, of not being the case. Because right. Bendis took over the X-Men and brought the old team to the future, and that was supposed to be a big deal, and that went on for a long time, and that wasn't... that didn't make X-Men must-read for most people, you know? I mean, the FF... has the FF ever been in this story of a state, in terms of its importance to Marvel proper? And I mean that, like, ever? Has it ever been this irrelevant?
2: Uh, maybe when Robinson... I mean, was I guess right, when they got rid of it, but, I mean... Yeah. After... After Hickman, Rob Paul, didn't did, uh, James Robinson write it for a bit? Did, did ba- Wasn't he the last writer on the book before it went away? Well, did Bagley you draw it? Did Bagley draw it at that point? Mm.
1: You remember, did he do the covers? Because I remember there was no, that,
2: that was that was uh, Leonard Kirk.
0: Oh. Yeah, Leonard Kirk, exactly right. Yeah.
2: No, it's it's sad
1: that, that the FF is so uh, extraneous to the Marvel Universe. And, well, and we he, said. I mean, what should,
0: would you I, what would you say are the most important teams at the big two? I mean, we would all agree Avengers, Justice League, Fantastic Four, Teen Titans, X-Men.
1: Yeah. Would, so why do you keep be the, putting the Titans in there? I think the Titans are so irrelevant. No, no, I,
0: no, I disagree. I mean, I'm saying in terms of what people would perceive to be important. And, but right. but I mean, but it's, and, and you have to, I think you have to go back to, now your mileage may vary, but but for me, the last time I felt like the, teen, the Titans was up, a must read book where it also was important to the broader Marvel uh, DC universe was when Johns was doing it, which was going on 20 years ago now. Like, right? Like at least 15. Yeah. Um, like I said, X-Men comes and goes, but it had been about a decade and that had a lot of good, I mean, there were a lot of big names thrown at that, right? Bendis did a long run. Fraction did a long run. And really none of those felt like they were must reads. Um, Hickman's does, but that's a new thing. Um, and, you know, there are pockets, right? Like, like Remender's Uncanny X-Force was cool, but that wasn't the X-Men. That was a different team. Um, but Justice League? I mean, man, I, when was the last time? I mean, are we talking Morrison? Like, was the last time that, that Justice League was something everybody read and talked about? Am I forgetting a, a more recent run that everybody was all about?
2: No, because after... After the Morrison run, and I mean, because because the Morrison run that that volume ended um, right before Infinite Crisis. It uh, the the fact, the last few issues had tie-ins to Identity Crisis, and then it ended when Infinite Crisis started. That was that run. Um, right. After that, you had Meltzer kick off a new series, a new volume, uh, with the Abenys art. And then, oh yeah, and that yeah. had the Lightning Saga team with 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 the Justice Society right. book, the JSA. Book. I like that. I like that. Um, but then that didn't, and that that was also when when McDuffie wrote a couple of issues because he brought Icon into yep. the book. Yeah. Um, but that was short lived. That was that of- was very short lived. Yep. Uh, then yeah, then after that, then then event, and then we we eventually get the new Fifty Two and 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 Johns and Lee yep. doing Justice League, but yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so you're it's right. hard it's maybe, maybe maybe it's hard to have all those iconic characters in an ongoing in old people's attention these days because we live in a, an era of events and people have event fatigue. Right. And how do you have an ongoing book where these characters need to be involved like your to your point that can supersede what we just are fed with a big giant event every 6 months to a year. Yep. So maybe that's all part of it. Like Well it's, look at it's the, to- the
1: storyline that ended the new 52, the friggin' Dark Side War right They're yeah. just i think it's just it how much bigger can you get, and it has it's it's like no offense it's it's like your 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 your, your stock market and your you know your quarterly earnings or every quarter has to supersede the the one before it, it has to be mm-hmm. bigger and better and and oh yeah. wow and it, you just can't do
0: that it's 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 Being un- a great investor is all about understanding expectations not mm. not 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 results yeah. right it's
1: just untenable you you cannot keep uh you know magnifying and and multiplying the threats. It's just... There's a point where it's just like, what, is God gonna come down and, and, you know, poke Superman in the chest? Back up. It's Whatever. Is there
0: someone working today... Maybe we're not the best to answer this, because we read a lot of freaking comics, but, like, I'm wondering is there some creative team that could be brought on to Justice League where everybody's, like, all in? Like, holy shit, I gotta give this a read, you know? Um... I'm not sure. Like, I'm not even sure that exists anymore because, I mean, Bend is coming to DC. I think we all thought of it as the biggest news of the comic news of the year that year. And certainly DC thought it was the biggest news of the year. And while, again, I'm not bringing this up, like, I mean, in no way disrespect the quality of the work. I mean, I, I know DAP loved, has loved every minute of it. Uh, so so I'm not saying, like, it was a flop from a critical standpoint, but it is. it did not. I mean, they, they were – Blatant. They didn't light
2: they, the word down flat. Right, yeah. like
0: they said they brought him aboard because they they thought that Superman deserved to be a top five title, and he was going to return it to its glory, and that didn't happen commercially. Again, I'm just saying commercially. So it's like – and Vendis was about as big a name as you could have imagined landing, right? So I just I, – I wonder, like if, if – I don't know. If if you waved your magic wand and did fantasy booking and said, oh, Jonathan Hickman's going to go and helm the Justice League, would that – I mean, I think people might try it out of curiosity, but would that be enough? I don't know. I don't think I'd, so. No. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't – like, Morrison's currently writing Green Lantern, and i thats I mean, we, we're all very much enjoying it, but that's not selling a ton. Yeah, I think it's – got to get somebody like Neil Gaiman, somebody with a massive, okay, no, massive following. That's a great following. answer. Right. If Neil Gaiman took over Avengers or Justice League, it would be an event. Everybody yeah. would be all aboard at least to try it for sure. Yeah, yeah that's a good yeah. answer. And, like, if, if, I mean, okay, another one is, uh, and this would probably never happen, but if Brian K. Vaughn decided to go to Marvel or DC, that would be massive. Because his books are, in and of themselves, industry saviors when they're, when he's writing one. So, that's another guy, that if suddenly he decided he felt like taking a run in either of those uh, big two, which I don't think he would ever do obviously, but I think if he did, that would be huge, too. but Yeah. Little, little G-God to Gaiman's big G-God.
1: I mean uh, Va- Vaughn is great. You mean, but- you
0: mean creatively or you mean commercially? I think commercially.
1: Yeah, I think it's oh, hard. I, don't know, dude. I know I think it's hard
0: to eclipse Gaiman. He's got a massive following.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's I mean we all I, as I comic know, fans,
0: BKV's comic work in the last decade has far outsold Gaiman's. But admittedly Gaiman doesn't like put out stuff regularly. He puts out Sure. Yeah. But no, I no, I mean I'm not gonna well listen, I'm not gonna get into a debate about the significance of Neil Gaiman. So I mean I'm, I'm fine with that. Like I'm fine with conceding that Gaiman is uh, probably a bigger draw to than just about anybody, but but BKV is right there, right? And I guess again, you know, not, and, and probably Kirkman, right? Like if if so, which just because of the novelty of it, people would be so baffled after all these years and all of his besmirching the big two, if he suddenly said, "I'm writing Justice League," people would they would try that? They were, they would that would sell massive numbers for the first arc to see if 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 he had an interesting take. But again, that's. That's interesting and noteworthy because we think it'll never happen, right? Like right. that's what makes it. So
1: yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. And and how does one approach a property with as much uh, backstory as the Justice League? How do you how do you take have an interesting new take? I mean, yes, it's possible, and and it's been done, but it's daunting, right? To to be thrown all these these. Massively popular heroes, or at least they should be, like Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. Everybody yeah. knows them. Do something different with these characters. Like, ha, wh- what? What do you do? How? Mm-hmm. What? What can you possibly do that has not been done to some degree or, 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 or in in some sense before? It, I I would not relish the idea of of having to work on on either Justice League or the Avengers because. Yeah. You know, you're in the shadow of so many talented people that have come before you, all who had singular, you know, unique voices. And yeah, OK, I could I can, you know, maybe eke out some enjoyable storyline, but it's not going to be anything earth shattering like, like what yep. we've, we've had. I don't know. I, I, I think it's a losing proposition at this point. I'm, you know me. I'm not a fan of teen books. I would much rather read a, a single, or you know, the closest I like to get to team books is team up, like mm-hmm. you know, give me two great characters and I'm good. But w- when you have like the the cosmic event team book, then I'm I'm good with that because then you need.
0: But, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I think I am a team book guy, and I think that some of the there have been some great runs in in our time doing the show. But they they aren't the preeminent teams. They're you know they're they're the guardians, right? The, right. That the, the there's the the secret the secret six was a phenomenal. The birds of prey. I loved Gail Simone's Birds of Prey. I loved Remender's Uncanny X Force. I, I um these Peter, teams that Peter David. That? Peter David. Um.
2: X
1: Factor. X Factor.
0: Yeah. 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 That's another great one. But these books all what they have in common is they're they're not D listers, but they're not the collection of iconic. No, they're left feet the top of the heap.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. there's no expectations. Who gives a crap how you mangle Jamie
0: Madrox? Right. right.
1: What, what is there? Maybe a hundred <sighs> people out there that. No, I mean I'm, I'm being facetious. Um, yeah. Matt, Peter David made Madrox a great character. Sure. Before that, he was relegated oh, yeah. to, well, I mean, you know, well,
0: you, a my, my, my muse. Right. I mean, in the current X Force, Domino was killed you know and then they i mean they all can come back now but then they came back she was all but until they brought her back she was for like the first eight issues of that series she was horribly scarred and like now i hate that like me i hate it it drives me nuts but i'm sure it was probably made for a much more interesting version of domino for a lot of people who don't really care about her as a character but yeah the uh
2: and and and, you know thinking about that that x-factor run by Peter David, or thinking about, um, Wade and Kitson's Legion of Superheroes. It's a good one. Uh, it, 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 every, all of them, we, we, we enjoyed, we, we were ride or die with them until an event comes along. And cause, cause with the X Factor stuff, it wasn't only civil war. There were some other, there were secret invasion. To, right. And, and, and with the Legion stuff, they interrupted it and then they brought Supergirl in, uh it and it just it 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 things just end up losing a step so even even though you're enjoying the and the guardian stuff i mean the the Abnett and lanning and and Pell-tier guardian stuff i mean that that came out of annihilation and all of that was great until marvel decided to have another event and causes to uh it just it it kills the momentum and i get it if things are i i love I love team books. I, you know, the, especially, especially in the '80s, whether it's, I mean, for me with DC, is whether it's just League of America or All Star Squadron or the Teen Titans. Um, I'm there for it, and it's never. I never looked at it as a. I'm getting more out of a team book than I am just reading Marvel Team Up with two characters, or even just Amazing Spider-Man, with just the one character. I. I always appreciate how it it, it all depends on, on how the characters are, are handled. How, you know, if, if why I'm, I'm so with Jason when it comes to making sure the Titans are mentioned when we talk about relevant teams, not yes, mostly because of what Wolfman Perez did that. that It's never going to be erased. And I was there for the Johns and McCone Titans run. Um, because that was that was a bit of the old and the new. It was the the, the you had the old guard with, with cyborg. Yeah, that was
0: one of my gateways. East Boy to DC. and I mean, that's right. That's I, was I remember that. that. Yeah.
2: And and that was great. And and we even had some scenes from you know, like the, the the Titans of the Future, where uh, where, where you had um, Tim as Batman and Connor as, as Superman Superman. But even that didn't last, and then they also—I mean, because right. even there, there was the Outsiders by um, by Winnick and Rainey, and I enjoy the hell out of that as well. Yep. And but but yep. unfortunately, you know, then then you same get same thing hit like on Marvel, with, like Thunderbolts and Exiles, I dug a lot. Yeah, and, and those are two books that I've never—I've—I've I've read a little bit of Exiles here and there in the various volumes over the years, but Thunderbolts, I never—I—I—I I, I, I didn't read any of the original stuff and yeah even when jeff parker or or ellis i yeah thunderbolts is a huge white space for me
0: justice society of america i mean to me that's uh phew, I, john's run there was i just fucking love that book I,
1: Titan, titans just don't make sense the book does not do to have a book called the titans or teen titans right. it doesn't make sense you have dick grayson who <laughs> was batman and now he's going to be relegated to a a, a member of a team that you know, uh, or you have but, Starfire who's massively powerful. You took out Cyborg and put him in the Justice League.
2: Yeah, be- that, that,
1: Wally's that, the that. only Flash, right? So, so you have these. <laughs> no, seriously. And then that's the problem. If you don't have the core team in the book, nobody wants to read it. And the core team is redundant.
0: They're not teens anymore. So what was it about like though okay I mean I'm not disagreeing with, but like I like the Avengers when they had you know uh the FF and Gilgamesh and those guys it was a laughing stock. Now I like I now I like the b run. So so I like I I'm not hating on that stuff. I I enjoyed it and read it as it was coming out. But but like it's mocked now, right? It's like oh this you know the B-team. But yet the Boahaha era was a B-team and it's fucking revered. Like it's it's revered, so guess it's is all the an approach. To this, this, I was just going to say, is the answer to this "keep it simple, stupid"? It really just comes down to the creative team. Like sometimes yeah. they they're inspired, yeah. sometimes they're not. Like, well, they, Giffen and, and
1: company on, on Justice League, they there was they, no uh, safety net. They're just like, do whatever the fuck you want. The book doesn't sell anyway. Just just do well, it.
2: The thing with the thing with the Bwahaha stuff was that there was no... Now that you had Crisis and you had... Wonder Woman's origin was redone and then... Because Justice League spun out of Legends and when Legends started, mm-hmm. burn had already rebooted Superman. So, Superman and Wonder Woman were never, in this new DC universe, were never in the original lineup of the Justice League. So they... So so you're going to give the creative team a Justice League without two of the heavy hitters and and they this is who this is who's going to be in your team and 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 yeah I mean when you look at characters like Blue Beetle or Booster Gold or Red Rocket 7 or Captain Marvel it's like you know there's you they 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 already did they didn't the creative team didn't but but the Justice League book ended the previous version ended on a dark note with Despero killing Vibe and Gypsy and ever and and right, so you know, right. they 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 destroyed the that Justice League the Detroit era so they they did the dark stuff and and you know why not it it's like it's like you can either go back pick up where we left off and continue it's, it's the 80s like we we're either going to stay dark and gritty or we. Yeah, we do a one eighty, and and we just have fun with it, and and it just it it clicked. There was there was plenty of other places to get to get dark and gritty, and, and right, it, right, and and, and McGuire's work, it, you couldn't have had, you couldn't really have a serious book with Kevin Maguire drawing it. It, it doesn't it it it's it's beautiful. I mean, he, he's going to draw whatever beautifully, but you know you're not going to get Kevin McGuire's not. It, I, I'd I'd be interested to see how it would look. But that's not that's not the guy you go to when you need a book like Year One or Dark Knight or or, Eddie, or Watchmen like yeah it's right not... no,
0: it's like it's like right yeah yeah like you're not gonna like Russ Braun's not gonna draw fucking you know Uncanny X Force you know what I mean like like yeah some guys just don't yeah not
2: the way O'Painty did or, or anything right yeah right. exactly
1: I don't have the answers
2: yeah I and think again anybody maybe does.
0: the answer is just like. <laughs> it can it's just time and place, right? Just yeah. Every now and then a creator gets paired up with a property that they feel inspired by and it, it becomes magic.
2: I mean, you you had when when um before Bendis came onto Avengers and disassembled it. You know, Captain America was written by Kirkman and this was before Rubaker Baker took it over cuz you also had the Priest Captain America and and Falcon spin off um you know uh Juergens had done Thor and then Oming had done Thor and then Thor went to Ragnarok So so Thor was off the yeah, table.
0: Thor was off the table, yeah.
2: Um you know, so so Marvel was kind of like they, they so yeah, Bendis brought and and again I'm 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 completely with you, Vince. Like, no, I don't I don't feel that especially Spider-Man, but definitely Wolverine. Like they're not they're not Avengers. I don't know. No, I as much, as, Does as, not much belong. as Bendis had with the characters, as much yeah. you know he told the team story he wanted to tell. People bought it, people loved it. The Finch art was cool. Things looked neat, but it it um, there's just some characters that don't sit right with me, and and as far as being on that team, but you know Bendis brings brings everybody together. Um, that's you know you just some things just kind of click. It's it's you know the right place, right time. It it when when you when there's nothing nothing really going on. I mean, like you said, you don't have the answer. I don't think when before before jason aaron took over thor what you, you had the jms stuff and after the jms run ended you know he came back to tell his his final story but but that was like like there wasn't really the, the aaron stuff could have just after those 18 even before those 18 issues was up with with, with god of thunder like that there was no way to know that the Aaron stuff would click or that it would go on for the years it went on. So, you know, it, we're in an era where a lot of series is over. Everybody just writes for 12 issues because they don't think that that's, that, that's, that's the story I want to tell. It's 12 issues. That's as many issues. That's, that's as many readers as we're going to maintain and we're done. And then somebody else can pick up, um, you know, sometimes you get lucky and, and shit clicks. Other times it's just, it's, you know, it, it, it's a whiff, like the recent Agents of Atlas, which spun out of whatever event that was. It, it's, it, it, And you can only go back to the well so many times. People like to, you know, if you gave me Agents of Atlas and it was anything reminiscent to the Jeff Parker, Leonard Kirk, Gabriel Hardman stuff, you know, I, I'd be there for it. But if you're giving me Agents of if you're just calling it Agents of Atlas because Jimmy Woo might be somewhere yeah. in the book and it's a bunch of other characters i've never heard of before that's you're, you're just hoping that i'm going to latch on to it because of the name and i'm i'll you, you know, know yeah, you yeah. fooled me it didn't work
1: for me either I, and i, I think and now that we're talking another um thing that effectively squelched the team book is the event mm-hmm. right that's uh, i'm saying yeah the, the, the big two love their events well, Marvel more than DC, but if, if you have a a, a biannually or, or a quarterly event, which is essentially a giant team book, right? What the frig do you need the the ongoing team books for? If if only to make uh, the the readers buy more books? If you have a, a storyline that's that. Inspiring. Why don't you just have it in the pages of Avengers and or, you know, Justice League? But no, you have to launch your event and then you launch your event book. You have a teaser for the event. Then you launch the event book and the event book spills over into all the ongoings uh, while continuing. Like, why not just put it in the pages of your ongoings? I know the answer. You know the answer. Then less books would be sold, Right. But who's yeah. buying them anyway? But I just, I just think that the the event meta- mentality was one of the factors that that you know put a giant wet blanket on team books because it's, it's the same thing, right? Why should we read this stuff when you know we're going to get the event? And yeah. uh, I just, I just don't understand. I, I, I again, I, I'm not the the. You guys are more in tune with the uh, team books than than myself. So I, I I enjoy the ones that are big, giant concepts, giant ideas. But Avengers for me died with the crossing. I haven't read <laughs> Avengers regularly since uh Basema and Palmer were on the book. Right? Uh I, yeah, like the, there's the there's the exception to the rule, like no surrender and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, I haven't read Avengers regularly in, I, I didn't read any of the Bendis stuff, only the first couple. And then I saw the, the way the wind was blowing on that. I'm like, nope, not reading that. So I, yeah, let's make uh Tony Stark a kid. Yeah, that I don't. Yeah, Done. That's... Done. Terrible artwork, terrible concepts. It was just not the high point in Avengers, uh, history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's bring this bad boy home, my people. Let's do it. All right. You've been listening to 11 O'Clock Comics, Episode 710, the Book of the Month episode featuring Booster Gold. It was fun. Um, If if you'd like to join us on our um, Book of the Month uh, adventures, all you got to do is become a patron, and and you can vote for what we talk about. It's patreon.com forward slash um, 11 O'Clock Comics. Go to Discount Comic Book Service if you want to get your books getting fast and delivered right to your door for a fraction of what everybody else is paying. They are absolutely, without question, I don't think it's any hyperbole at all, saying that dcbservice.com is the best you're going to get. You're not going to get discounts lower. You're not going to get your books in better condition. You're not going to get your books all packed up real nice and delivered by a naked custodian from some kind of package delivery
0: service. (laughs)
1: It's just not going to happen. Um, DCBService.com. This, in your travels, what do I have here? Let's see. All right. I got a little book here that came out. Uh, it has French flaps. It's beautiful. It was released by Oni. Now, I am not a huge uh, consumer of the Oni product. But this one leapt from the pages of the previews and I said now that is in my wheelhouse it is called the wizard w-i-z-e-r-d the wizard and the potion of dreams and it is a, a beautiful graphic novel full color um, magazine size like I said French flaps the cover has spot varnish all over the freaking place like there is a ton of spot They might as well just have cover, spot varnished the whole cover. Because it's, there's more varnish than there is uh, cover. But uh, it is a fantasy epic. I love fantasy epics. We don't get enough of them. Um, and there's a, a warrior girl by the name of Wallace. And, and Wallace comes from a very hardy uh, people. Uh, a warrior race. And Wallace is the runt. Wallace wants to be a hunk, so uh Wallace um, finds a coin with a picture of a wizard on it, and he tracks down the wizard or he she tracks down the wizard and uh, asks the wizard to hey let's go on this this quest to get all the ingredients for this potion so I can be big and hunky and and in be in line with with my people. They're massive cityscapes. There are uh, Where's Waldo-esque image, uh, images where you get uh, a, a double-page spread, and there's so much visual uh, information on the page that you'll just look and look and look. and you, The more you look, the more you see. Uh, one page in double spread in particular was a uh, detailing of a city called Fent, which has a population of 7 million. They're the trade city on the divide of the world and the wilds, which means nothing to you, not having read this book. But you you get a nice little um, view of this city of Thent, and scrawled on the wall, in the left hand side, is Ditko forever.
2: <sighs>
1: yep. So there's like visual nudge, nudge. What do you want? You almost done? Um, why do you care if I'm Vinnie almost Vee done? Vox? Won't stop crying. So take the dogs out. I just did. <laughs> then we'll, for you. well, then just lay on the couch with the dogs, and I'll be done in a little while. That's my oh, Vinny. That's my Vinny Beats. But anyway, sorry. Um, the art stop. Well, did, I didn't tell you who did this, did I? No, no, I did not. Michael Sweater and Rachel Dukes, and it says for aspiring cartoonists of all ages, you don't need a wishing potion to create comics. Start today. Uh, the art. Style is um, well. I'm going to take the low road and, and the easy road and say, "Well, it's very Adventure Time," and it, and it is in the Adventure Time um, approach. But I, I, I'm looking at this work and I'm thinking, "Where have I seen this artwork before?" It's very reminiscent of something, something from 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 my past. Like what? It's it's very puffy and very organic. And, and, um, uh, globby in some spots. And it's just the, 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 characters are very pliable. I'm like, wow, where have I seen this thing? And it reminds me of, um, mid seventies, Nestle's quick. This is weird. I understand, but Nestle's quick on the packets of the strawberry and the chocolate quick they had the spook group. They had monsters. Like there would be a Frankenstein analog on the back of these these packets. Uh, there, of course, there was a Dracula and the a vampire. The vampire had its hands up and there was lightning bolts coming out of its eyes. There was a Bigfoot and an executioner. And the, the drawing style is very close to what was on the, the backs of these Nestle Quick packets. Like I, I would buy, my mother would buy the Quick and I would save the packets, like I had all of them. And it's weird that this graphic novel that came out, you know, a month or two ago, would trigger this weird memory of these Nestle Quick packets. Like the the drawing style is not exact, but it, it it's it it made me remember them. So there must be something stylistically within the line that made me remember. I, I think it's the it's the puffy. Um, appliable quality of the, the 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 line like the the characters are very organic looking and the more often than not their eyes are reduced to just lines right and uh i i thought this thing was wonderful it's it's all in color it's 14.99 there there's a lot of feel good moments in it there's a lot of heart in it uh it's very particular about its use of pronouns like i said wallace i i made the mistake of calling wallace a boy Wallace does look like a boy. Wallace is named with a boy's name. Like I think of Wallace, I think of a, a male, but Wallace is not. Wallace is 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 a, a female. Right? Uh it's it's great. There's a beastie area in here that's just wonderful, all different types of creatures. The Wizard and The Potion of Dreams. I I, I read it, I love it. The, the the wizard's very reluctant to go on the quest. It's one of those things like, get out of here, I don't got time for you what did you say well you know all right you know well you, you can you can tag along to this point and then the they'll meet another like they save an archer uh at one point in the book and the archer teams up with them and the, the wizard's like yeah well i'm only going to here and no farther and the wizard ends up going the distance right you know what i mean so it's a very reluctant magic user who has obviously a very boring life and these these other characters pop up to uh to make their life vibrant i thought it was great and, it, right. it's, and it's for all ages i think is it for all ages or is it 14 up i don't know it, it looks like it's all well from what i read in the book i would be very comfortable giving this to uh a preteen. teen there's uh, there's not there's no swearing in it there's there's really no bloodletting it's all fantasy shenanigans right there's goblins and, and other kinds of creatures in it. So yeah, I think this would be an, considered an all-ages book. Look at me.
0: Look at you. Look at you. real right. all grossed shit.
1: No, oh. it's, it,
2: it was... All <laughs> <up>. it 2020's <laughs> a crazy fucking year, man.
1: It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. The Wizard, ERD, and the Potion of Dreams.
0: Now, if Dap says in your travels and starts talking about a body horror book, I know 2020's all fucked yeah, up. Yeah, something's up.
2: Uh, well, then I'll just put you at ease because I am not talking about a body horror book. Um, this is, I I haven't finished this yet, but I've been really enjoying it and and I'm, I'm taking my sweet ass time with it, um, because it's dense and also like our book of the month. It, it, it's instantly taking you back down memory lane. It's not a, um it's It complements the original story, but it's slightly different. i'm talking about the other history of the d c universe oh, very nice. written by John Ridley, Layouts by Giuseppe Camincoli, finishes by Andrea Cucci, colors by Jose Villarubia, and letters by Steve Wands, although it's very typesetty letters uh because there's no Nobody is, there's no word balloons. Nobody, no one's talking to other characters. It's not a sequential book. The original history of the DC Universe was a two-issue prestige, or at the time, Dark Knight format, limited series that was telling the reader the new status quo, the current version of the post-crisis DC Universe. It it, It was told to you, it was narrated by Harbinger and the um, it was it basically just recapped not word for word but basically from start to finish from the golden age from from this from the age of heroes from the start of from the dawn of heroes to that point in the mid 80s Harbinger told you what DC's actual new Earth Prime timeline was and the art was beautiful. It was it, it, all, every page was a work of art. The design work by by George Perez was was outstanding. Um, but it, it 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 was basically a text piece. Marv Wolfman just wrote the history and and Lila's narrating it and and getting you up to speed. And it was great. So it was one character telling you about everything that that that's currently what life is like in the DC universe. What John Ridley is doing is he's, he's taking that format and slightly tweaking it. It's, it's a black label book. So it's, it's the larger size uh, Harley Quinn and the birds of prey style magazine format. Um, the first book takes place. It's, it's, it's subtitled 1972 to 1955, 1972 to 1995 Jefferson Pierce. So this first book, this is just about Black Lightning. So you're getting one character telling you, in this case, his story. I believe the second issue might be Bumblebee. I think Katana's getting an issue. So it's just... Um, it's... They're only focusing on... Uh, Ridley's focusing on the um, the minority characters, the, the diversity of the DC Universe. And... Um, the art the layouts, the, the the design work is reminiscent to what Perez did, but um, obviously he's not trying to ape Perez. He's not. Um, you're not going to get you know every single hair on someone's head, um, every piece of line in, in a stained glass window. It, it's it's just Jefferson is telling you what um, from when he was a young boy. And going to the Olympics and the death of his father, um, and uh you know waking up with sin- sh- singed sheets because he had no idea why um uh, the, 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 he was burning up inside. Um he talks about the the new age, this age of heroes, where um you know Superman was the first to go public, uh the Shining City on a hill got a shining savior. All the people in Metropolis loved him, no matter that he was alien, no matter he was stronger than a thousand armies. He arrived in a form that was familiar and pleasing and wrapped in red, white, and blue. So his passport was stamped the first day he showed his luminescent flesh. Um, He mentions Batman, he mentions Wonder Woman, the goddess who arrived from Mythical Island. And then he talks about Flash and Green Lantern and and how these heroes all got together to fight an alien menace, uh, yet nobody's bothering with... The slums and the ghettos and and um so jefferson pierce decides to you know make sure his community his streets are safe and he's a teacher he wants to make kids better and and um you know my man is is just he's there's there's absolutely no um he he, no bones about it like he's he feels some kind of way about the um the heroes in the DC universe. He, he brings up John Stewart. John Stewart was the first of the superhumans who looked like the rest of us, born allegedly without fear, armed reportedly with a ring whose power was limited only by his imagination. He was a Green Lantern. Sometimes, most of the time, he was just John Stewart, the architect, because he was the substitute Green Lantern or the backup Green Lantern, as the press would call him, reserve temporary stand-in. The media could not come up with enough adjectives to reinforce the fact that Stewart wasn't a bona fide, fully employed Superman. And to the whole lot of us, it seemed like Stewart never really fought the perception of being a villain or knowing his place. To the people on the other side of MLK Drive, John Stewart was acceptable and tolerable. To us, he just came off like a bit of an appeaser. And he even, I mean, Pierce talks about Stewart showing up at the school and he kind of just his his feet never touched the ground he stayed like hovering and it just came off um a little condescending and uh, he talks about the um the the reagan years and that uh what 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 the superheroes the justice league um could or wouldn't do he talked about the the kind of tests he had to go the, the hoops he went through because the Justice League were kind of just trying him out to see if he'd be, you know, good enough for the team. And and he kinda of just he, he he shrugged that off and, and told them to go screw. But this was this is not a um as far as I've gotten into it so far, it is not a um it's it really is kind of the the darker side of the you know, whatever we enjoy about the DC universe, um I, th- this is not the Blahaha era at all. This is not the um you, know, you read a Superman comic and, and you feel some kind of way and, and you know, you're you might have a, a better outlook on life where you want to be a better person as someone you want to strive to, to be like, and, and black lightning is reminding you that, um, how the other side actually lives and, uh, what, what they have to put up with. And, and, you know, Superman just showing up to check on black lightning to see if he's legit and, and not just a vigilante beating up, you know, a bigger thug beating up on, on smaller thugs. And, and it's just, it's, it really, it really is putting things in perspective. And, uh, obviously not all superheroes are, are going to get along and, and, uh, there might, there might be a common goal, but, um, you know, the the context is everything. And and, and there's that whole walking a mile in someone else's shoes, things like that. But this was, um, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to the rest of this series. I think it's bi-monthly. Um, it's a five-issue series. And uh, I, I'm... It's, like I said, this first issue is... Um, is that, and The art is great, but I just, you know, I can't get to the end of a page and kind of just gloss over or shrug off what, what Ridley is writing as, as, as Jefferson's life experiences. It's not a... Um, it's... It's not light reading. It's, um, I'm sure, and because it's, because of the years, the era this is taking place in, um, and these are actual honest to God, historical events that happened between Reagan and um, all the other political things that have gone on in the country. Um, And and I think right now, the way things are, it, it might be hitting a little harder than, you know, if this came out during the Obama years, but, um, it's, it's definitely something I recommend. I'm, I'm, I may, I may end up double dipping on this whenever, when all said and done, whatever, if, if this comes out in a hardcover, chances are I'll, um, I'll happily get that. But this was, this, this is not, um, I, I was kind of expecting this as kind of, I was expecting it to be hard hitting like this, but, um, it's, it, it hits even harder than that. It, it definitely something I, absolutely recommend it i i have a attraction to the black lightning character from the batman and outsiders days and um as cheesy as it can be i've enjoyed the tv show uh so i it, this is just the night where i'm just getting all sentimental and sappy with the subject matter but it's um you know somebody who's not familiar with the dc era from when the character appeared i don't know if they'll get as much out of it and and as a white dude i'm not going to presume you know someone else might get something else out of this but i, I definitely think as far as i'm concerned it's required reading for me so yeah in your travels you have the other history of the dc universe
1: i the the take on stuart has me feeling some kind of way i know i don't think it's fair i think uh, it, i think uh, it's extremely mean-spirited and 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 revisionist history just to fulfill an, an, an agenda. The reason why John Stewart wasn't pushed to the forefront of the Green Lantern Corps is because his appearances didn't sell. Not because he was black. It's this. It's It's it's. I think it's wrongheaded to say that. That that you know he he's an appeaser and he's only the architect and never really commanded the presence because his his when he was in the book it didn't sell that much. I, I just I, that's all that's the truth he had his
2: own series with mosaic
1: exactly he, don't, and don't, it,
2: don't, it didn't sell it, 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 it and then you had you, you you had the green lantern series where you know you had the gerard jones and, and pat broderick hal issues you had the the joe staten drawn guy issues and you had the mark bright john stewart issues john had john had enough popularity the dude was the 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 green lantern in the justice league cartoon people love john stewart
1: they do love john stewart they do but the 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 buying the comic book buyers flock to certain characters and i don't think john stewart is way high on that list but that doesn't mean he's a he's an appeaser and he's a second stringer and not a great character
2: but this is not this is they're not this is one this is Black Lightning's opinion of the guy. It doesn't mean that. This that's is the, the way writer's EC opinion. Is Come on. Right, but still, but but it's not. But if so, if if it did sell, and it, and Hal Jordan got exiled into space, or he you know stayed a toy salesman, and then John Stewart became the Green Lantern after Green Lantern Green Arrow, I you know I mean that doesn't mean that Ridley would still not write Jefferson Pierce to think a certain way about sure. That. Like, he, but but it's just but okay yeah great because it didn't sell, you know he's able to work it this way. But I don't think I don't it's, think it's I, I'm ske- not viewing I'm not viewing this the storytelling as as a way that you know because of sales numbers. I I just this is just one black person talking about another black person.
1: Right, I get it. But Guy Gardner's books don't sell either. Was was Guy Gardner
2: ostracized? No, I I think Well, it, I don't know yet. I haven't gotten there. But why would he talk about Guy Gardner? He's talking about white people throughout the whole book.
1: No, but he specifically, I only read the one page. I'll be honest. The, the one <laughs> page. The one. The one the page.
2: About John Stewart because that's the first black superhero that showed up on the scene. Right. So of course it's going to get a mention because he also talks about Vixen later on. But and he also he page. also
1: calls John Stewart. Uh, wh- where's the goddamn page here? Let me get it up. It's right here. Ba 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 ba. Uh, the, 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 he says, you know, he's the architect and he's the backup and backup is in quotes and he's temporary yep. and he's reserved. All those words are yep. meant to imply that he is not on the same
2: level as Hal. That's exactly what Pierce is trying to get across. Yes, because the media never said, oh, he's also Earth's Green Lantern or he is the same. They always made, it, it, dude, it's the same thing that people do today with the qualifiers, with the, oh, he's not... it." it this is nothing new but this is this is pierce letting you know that yeah i see you as a black dude you know you're still you're you're not as good bro it's like they're they're still saying well i get so, that
1: i i understand that approach but when when you're couching it in the fact that this is the secret history of the dc universe in the DC, because it's a it's a conceptual narrative, and we can't put ideas into the the brains of things that don't exist. So whatever I'm about to say is just irrelevant. But it seems like they're denigrating Stewart just to stake a claim that this guy was treated unfairly because he's black. And I, we, I we've I've never seen that in the pages. Well, maybe the first appearance of John Stewart, but. Like Jason said, he's like you said, he's he's front and center in the cartoon. Pe- people love John Stewart.
2: Yes, yes.
1: right. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to read the whole damn thing, but, but I don't know. This this one page has me just feeling like a little constipated.
2: That's and and that's fine. I you know, and I think I mean I I kudos to Ridley for 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 making you feel something out of this one page. And it's again, this is also the late seventies. It's not like you know, he's yeah, not, true. He's not talking about you know, oh, in 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 two thousand eight you know th- that that wouldn't fly but then you know when when the justice league is like hey you know come join us he's he's like go and um go and ask he said uh so then they would, when they were done testing me, the JLA went through some internal hand-wringing over affirmative action and tokenism and what it would mean to have a minority as part of their little group. Despite the fact that they had aliens and an Atlantean, there had to be a formalized discussion just to figure out what they should do about including a black man. After all that, they finally offered me membership with all the grace and dignity of liberals tripping over their own condescension. I told the Justice League straight to their faces get yourself another boy. If they were looking for somebody to be their one brother, they could look to John Stewart. Not to me. The Justice League had nothing I wanted. I would have nothing to do with them. My man's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I'm not going to enjoy this book. No, I'm you're just, probably Sorry, not, I'm not. Because it's just, it's yeah. not going to... It, again, it's, it, there are... It, it's, it's in the form of a comic book, and it's about a fictional comic book character, but I honestly think that there's some hard truths in here.
1: Oh, sure.
2: Right. But
1: did they actually happen in the the narrative of the DC universe or are they being in, are they being invented to serve the writers
2: point of view I don't- Could could they have been told? I mean, yeah, Tony Isabella tried. I'm sure he tried to tell some, you know, hard edge stories with the character, but he's still a black dude. I mean, still a white dude writing a black character. Trevor Von Eden may have, you know, tried to sway. Maybe we can do it this way. This was years before Milestone. So it's not like they were trying to, you know, Tony Isabella probably thought he was taking a stand, making a stand, making a case for, you know, hey, there are marginalized characters. In, in the superhero universe uh he can only go so far but um you know it like i said it was years before we got milestone where they started pushing the envelope a little bit more right if, right as far as mainstream superheroes but yeah no i mean i is this i don't by the time this is done am i gonna like it i mean it's it's i i just, like i said i think it's i i kind of stand by the whole i i do stand by the required reading part yeah it's 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 meant to make you uncomfortable. I have no problem with that, and I have no problem with with one black man talking about another black man because of how he sees him, because of of all the crap Jefferson Pierce has gone through. You uh, know, I mean, maybe, maybe there is some animosity there towards John Stewart. It's like, oh, this guy gets to get, he, this 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 lucky dude gets a ring, and he gets you know he he gets to save the world and, and people look up to him where i'm you know i'm I'm trying to make sure my kids in school don't get killed by gang members it, it's you know it, it's not you and, it's, and
1: millions and millions and millions of other people
2: right but right. it's not it doesn't it doesn't make his plight any right any less yeah yeah
1: i, got, I just have to read the whole thing we'll see yes you are
2: yeah, yeah. i agree but you got jason
0: uh yeah, let me just say I fall I fall more into your side of this so far than than Vince. But again, Vince hasn't really read it yet, so he may change his tune. Um I thought it was definitely handled, but I'm I, I'm still not quite sure like what the message is gonna be. Mm-hmm. Like, so I hope that the entirety of the work isn't to imply that uh, heroes of color in DC have always been just like mistreated. Like, I, I hope there's an arc here. Um, cause like I, th- that I, then I think it's kind of like, is the message that we're admonishing DC for not being progressive enough. And then, then I'm like, why would DC like publish that?
2: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but I, but like you said, but I, but I thought it was very well executed. Um, and I'm definitely going to come back for more. Um, and it's and my inner travels is not this, but I, I I have to say like it's all in the execution. We've been saying a lot tonight, like the the Marvel voices, Indigenous voices, number one, which I also was eagerly awaiting because I yeah. love the idea of it was an absolute hot mess. I mean, yeah, it was I wasn't, wasn't it
2: honest. was
0: it was like a tryout book, and maybe that was the yeah. point of it, but it was it was it was it wasn't well done. I mean, the 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 creators that were involved were largely. Creators that probably still need to hone their skills a bit more before they they get another yeah. opportunity at Marvel. Um, so that was a bummer, but but neither here nor there. Um, in your travels, I have a book that I absolutely adored, and I got to give a shout out to our main man Hassan for turning me onto this. And I believe he shouted out Jeff Lemire for turning him onto it. Uh, and the book actually came out from Top Shelf last year. So once again, like the hundredth example this year of. I you know I feel like I scour the previews like I feel like I read it like four times a month before I put in my order, and am willing to buy anything that piques my interest. And somehow there are always things that fall through the cracks because I don't remember this book being solicited. I don't remember saying yes to it, no to it. It just I don't remember it ever existing, and yet I'm sure it was in the previews. And that book is Hi- the Highwayman uh. by Corin shod me um corin is a is a uh, new yorker but he's is he's, he's, he's uh of israeli descent He's been making comics for a minute actually he was, he was nominated for an ignats like back in the day so he's he's just approaching 40 i think so he's been around for a while um but i was not familiar with his work and uh when hassan shouted this out i thought oh this looks right up my alley so i ordered it and he was damn sure right it's um it's a it's it's a seven-chapter graphic novel. Um, Corin writes and draws it. He separates each chapter largely through color scheme, which I adore. Um, but the premise is effectively, there's a man goes by the name of Lucas, and he is immortal. And it's a science fiction book that looks at what it would be like to be truly immortal, but not in the sense of, Oh, I'm 300 years old now. I'm so wise. But I mean in the sense of what if you were immortal to the point that you lived through almost the entirety of human existence? And what would that be like? Like how isolating would that be? How how frustrating would that be? How much would you change? Would you even be human anymore by the end? Um, And the first chapter starts where Lucas is picked up hitchhiking on a highway during World War II by a Bible salesman. And the last chapter is literally at the end of, of, of the earth's existence where, where Lucas is basically the last living humanoid on the planet. Um, And it's just wonderful. It's so thought provoking. Um, Lucas is a tall, skinny, uh, I think probably handsome, depending on, You know, he's not drawn like the illustrative style isn't exactly such that, but probably like a tall, handsome, blonde guy. And the 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 unique characteristic of his situation is that one of his pupils is like incredibly dilated and the other one is not at all. So it's like a pinprick on one side and then almost all black on the other side. And over the course of the book, we, we he he encounters others of his kind. So he's not the only one. Um, but, I guess spoilers, like I said, by the end, he is effectively the only one because he 's the last living person on the planet but but uh, it just was like one of those books you're like man i it's it's a relatively simple concept it 's a concept, the passage of time or immortality, and whether it 's a curse or a blessing, not necessarily new there's lots of spins on that over the years, um in lots of forms, including comics, but this was probably the most unique take on it um, and what I loved about it is it didn't really make any grand moral judgment. There's no, the final chapter isn't some aha moment, like where you're supposed to come away saying, Oh, you need to enjoy life while you can, or, or, Oh, live in the small moments. That's not, Corrin's not attempting to convince you of any of that. He's basically just showing you the world from the perspective of this very unique individual. And, how much humanity changes over the thousands and thousands of years that he's alive. Um it felt very much like it could have fit into it's very Bond SNA in its feel and look, its tone. Shadmi's Ch, illustration style is very, very clean, like tight, precise lines, um lots of detail in the backgrounds, but 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 the characters are, are relatively simple outlines. He uses color more than 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 ink to flesh them out. Um, and I think it all works. I think it all works. And there are moments during the evolution of mankind that are horrific and and probably meant to be, but, but again, it's not with any moral judgment. Like basically, um, there is one point where Lucas does make a decision to, because of, um, I guess a, a moral dilemma where he makes a decision to do something, um, and, and take ownership of another person for a while. And there is an interesting kind of cool sci-fi payoff to that. Um, but yeah, all in all, I just thought this was just incredibly inventive. Um, if if this feels like a book that could have fit into the Beyond Inkle imprint at Humanoids, where you, you, you'd read it and say, okay, I get that. Um, yeah, just, just two huge thumbs up, and, and I don't know why I missed it. I don't even know if this got a lot of buzz last year. I feel like it didn't cause I'm always scouring, you know, at year end for, for graphic novels that I missed that were well received. So I don't know what, what the deal was with this a year ago when it came out, but I'm glad that Lemire has given it some love and not surprising. I mean, Jeff got his start as many people know, listening at top shelf. So he's, he's always, I think on the lookout for that imprint and trying to shout people out there. Um, you know, maybe this is, you know, 20 years ago, this was him getting shot off for Essex County. Um, And I just think it was awesome, and I'm I definitely recommend it. And much love to Austin for turning me onto it. Austin's got a great eye for for uh, for stuff that's off the beaten path. Well, yes, that's true. (laughs) In particular, it was right eyes, particularly astute. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Highwayman uh, by by uh, Corin Shoddy.
1: All right, you people, thank you for being here with us. If you want more of it, go to the Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, and Facebook. Come check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. In the meantime, say goodnight. And throw him a bone or not throw him a bone. I don't know what to do. What do you think, Jason? No bone. No bone?
2: <sighs> Whew.
1: Well, we can just do this all day then.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> What do y'all think about that news about Warner Brothers <laughs> taking all their films and putting them on the HBO Max next year?
1: Yeah, I was month. I was stupid. I was like, "Wow, they're all going to come out on the same day." Like, what yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but what's interesting is not only are they doing it like not only are they doing it, but they're also putting them out supposedly only David. for thirty days. Right. right. Only for 30 days on HBO Max. So it's almost like they're competing directly with the theaters now. You know, like, it's not like, oh, we're going to release it in theaters and on HBO Max. And then it'll just be on HBO Max. So like, no, you have 30 days to watch on HBO Max. And what movie stays in the theater more than 30, 35, 40 days? So it's 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 bizarre. And then I'm thinking, well, what happens after that window? Like, who gets it then? Right? Like, if it's, if it's out of the theaters... And HBO Max is only carrying it for thirty days. Then, then where's it go? Jesus gets it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Baby Jesus. I, I, I don't know. Oh Jesus. Oh my God! My kids were elated David. today. When, oh look at you. When Beth told them that we weren't going to Christmas mass this year, they were like overjoyed. Why does the Beth want? Oh, because of the
1: COVID. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, yeah. I mean, I think, I think maybe. Maybe a movie like The Matrix Four or Dune might have some staying power, but um, looking at some of the other ones like Space Jam Two or Tom and Jerry, maybe not so much. You know, I Tom and Jerry,
0: my boy. My boy. I my do it. Boy I love Tom and Jerry. on that, but so. but
2: whether or not people want to, you know, combat COVID to go see it. Um, and that's the other thing. Like, even if so, if nobody's going to the theaters, then would they have would are they going to not if, if they had planned a normal time, you know, these movies might have some staying power in the theater. If, if no one is going to the movies because of the pandemic, then mm-hmm. that, but as far as who's getting it after, I mean, you normally, if, if, um, if they don't go to Netflix, then they go to one of the other cable services Um, before they'd end up back in HBO anyway, since they're, they're Warner brothers flicks. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I was, I guess, I guess that, um, that 30 days is kind of like the same way. Maybe Comicsology has appeased some of the, uh, the brick and mortar retailers. Um, they, you know, here's, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll release it the same day. We're just, you know, you can keep showing it if you can, if you can, you know, afford to keep showing it. We'll, we'll stop it after 30 days. Because there are you know come next spring and summer, who knows i you're gonna have they're gonna probably be some places with more strict lockdowns, mm-hmm. so therefore no one's gonna wanna go to the theaters you're only gonna your only option to watch them is on h b o max i'm I'm you know i i think selfishly I think it's great because as as a t and t wireless Subscribers were. I, I get HBO Max, so it's that. That's. Uh, we're definitely watching Wonder Woman on Christmas, and we'll watch the, these movies when when they um when they drop. No no doubt about it. But um and since and since I pretty much filed, and I mean the, the one we used to go to, they've been they were closed before COVID. Um, I got an email from them a couple weeks ago, as you know. If I ever, if I want to book any, any showings at the, the one in Jersey that you went to, Jason, I was like, yeah. No, oh, I'm yeah. Not. Yeah. So, um, you know, we don't, after I picked closed, there was no, I think, I think Endgame may have been the last one, the last movie we saw in the theater. So we're not hurting to go to the theaters. We, we never really, we didn't enjoy going to the local theaters because, um, because of the consideration people lacked as far as you know bringing their kids to a late showing or our movie it's just it, it, it was inconvenient so we were fine watching movies at home we still are it, it it's not an issue the tv's a decent enough size where i'm not really sweating it so um if i'm not yeah. seeing if i'm not seeing you know a jurassic park movie and, and huge ass imax i'm not it, That that's fine it, it's not it's it's all about the experience for me. I pick was great because you know you, you sit your ass down and you get waited on in a movie theater. That, that that's great. But um, if if we we'd see the movies eventually, it, it doesn't matter waiting. But um, you know, I I think this is. I, I wonder though, since HBO is is part of the the Warner family, um, are other studios going to try to partner with streaming or 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 yeah. s- other services so that this way they just like hero's world and diamond and and cat like are 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 the are the studios going to team up with other outfits so that they can they can be exclusive and um yeah i i, I are we going to see you know are universal movies gonna sign up with Discovery Plus or whatever. I just I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, well Universal. Good night, people. Things, See ya.
2: Bye.
0: <laughs> Universal signed a deal like two weeks ago with um, with one of the big studio, um, one of the big movie studios, uh, AMC uh, theater oh, studio. Okay. They signed a deal with AMC where they basically uh, where Universal will all AMC gets exclusive access to all. Well, I don't know if it's exclusive, but they get access to all Universal films for a minimum of 17 days. And then, before Universal has the option to release it as a digital on a streaming or a rental. And then, if the film makes more than $50 million in the opening weekend, so a blockbuster, then they have to keep the film for five weeks in the theaters. So, like, when that deal was made a couple weeks ago, it's like, oh, okay, that that might be a way that you know theaters basically are locking in; be, they're they're going to become the the place where you go for blockbusters, which is kind of what they've become anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, n- not ideal for how they used to be, but still, if you want to see a blockbuster and you want to see it right away and be part of the culture, it's like guys, you probably you have to go to a theater. But then, then I mean, now that that what just happened this week with 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 HBO stuff and. And, and time warner i mean that's 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 like just the opposite and so i think really what it's going to come down to is is the house of mouse what does disney do because disney's got disney plus and they're putting as you know they they've completely rebuilt the entirety of their business model to focus on streaming so it's like if 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 they sign a deal with the studios to let them do this kind of thing too or not the studio i keep saying studios if they sign a deal with the theaters to let them have this kind of deal too, then the theaters can survive. But if, if Disney pulls a, a time Warner and says, you know what, well, we're, we're streaming all our stuff day and date. I don't, I don't know how theaters, at least ones that aren't in major cities. I don't know how they, yeah. they survive. Yeah. I don't know. Which sucks. So- Cause I love, I mean, pre COVID, I mean, you know, I went, I yeah. went to the movies six, six, seven times a month a lot of the time. So I, yeah. I was a big theater. Girl, but-
2: and it ain't cheap for you because, I mean, you bring in the whole family. So it's it's definitely... Well, also, I mean, yeah, yeah, no,
0: I mean, some, I mean right, for the so, most. sometimes, I mean, a lot of those times it would be just Colin and I going to see stuff because, you know, okay. like the horror the horror and stuff. But, yeah, but it adds
2: up, for sure. sure. Um, I and mean, I think now that, I mean, I can only imagine, not not that they need to do it, but I would think knowing that HBO isn't, HBO Max isn't, char- isn't upcharging subscribers to watch... Wonder Woman and probably any of these movies in 2021, I can only imagine that um, I don't. I don't see Disney. I don't know how Disney Plus would be able to continue to charge for their premieres. I mean, they did it with Mul- Mulan, and that I don't think did well. I think they're doing it with Black Widow, or they're planning to. That that may change, but if 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 Disney has other movies coming out, I and and they want to premiere them on Disney Plus because they can't show them in the theaters, I. It's silly, it, in my mind. It's it's silly to charge for. it If people are buying them, then then obviously, you know, what, what I say doesn't make any sense. But right, if, right. if 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 HBO, if if other studios are basically giving giving them away because you're already subscribed, I, I it, it's I'm not keen on Disney, who's not crying, shouldn't be crying poverty to to continue to charge for for their premieres. That's it for that one.